uh, out here. Uh, I'm out here uh, having a cigar and tequila. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of early, ain't it? No, it's after work. They, they drive me Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was already having a beer, so I didn't have any kind of excuse myself. I was just trying to get out of here. Though, so. It's like your fault. What kind of tequila are we drinking today? I am drinking a Don Julio 1942. Oh, nice. Yeah. I figured the Don. Since, uh, yeah. I figured since... Uh, it's an honor for you to have me on, so I might as well uh, have a special drink. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I'm uh, smoking a oil de Monterey Cuban cigar. Oh, you make it sound real good. <laughs> How would I say it? Oily yeah, de Monte? Yeah, oil really de Monterey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Ernie, how you doing? Um, actually, I need to say welcome to Straight to the, the Point, completely off topic. I Ernie Bustamani, how you doing? I'm doing well. I, and I probably need to apologize for this probably being your least listened to podcast. <laughs> right out the bat with some self, self-deprecating. Why, why you figure it's the least listened to? Well, you know, because I'm a... Uh, no stink masters on this one? I'm not, a, I'm not a tattoo artist and I'm not from these masters. So. Yeah, you're just an integral cog in tattooing. With it, with a uh, very close touch to the history of tattooing, or at you least know, my I'd history like to, of tattooing. Uh, yeah. hmm? your history of tattooing. You know, <laughs> yeah, if nothing else. You know, some others. <laughs> you know, but, many uh, others. Yeah, many others. Yeah. We, we. I feel like the show would almost just be a bunch of remember berries. Well, if we're not careful, be like, remember probably. that time? Remember LG Gray? <laughs> remember when Clint? Um. Which we do need to talk about El Tigre. <laughs> I don't know if I've got Sarah Miller scheduled at all. She's going to come on. Oh my she used goodness. to have the, the dragon face and El Tigre face. She had all kinds of faces. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, she was I guess, one that was totally different in person than she, what she was on TV. Wasn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. I seen her on TV. I didn't care so much for I think it was it was easy not to to um she was an awesome artist that was obvious yeah, yeah. but something about her passion and something about the way she just kind of didn't fit in you know she's just uh she's got a different i shouldn't say that didn't fit in she has she just had a different take on life and <laughs> She was in kind is of her like, own little world. Probably yeah, still is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like she she was she explains to me that she was homeschooled. So I always imagine like I feel like she has a different take on um communication and expectance. And I think she's one of those that's a lot like if you're not a, a please and thank you type of person, she might have right. a hard time with it, you know. Right. And uh you, I think she has a hierarchy of 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 understanding of do you Anyways. think people that are do you think people that are homeschooled are have a like a social anxiety? Well, do you think my she son has social anxiety. So yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know if David has a social anxiety, but he, he definitely responds different, but in in a social environment, you know, sometimes he kind of right. clams up. Um right. but I don't know that I didn't or wouldn't have done the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then 
if these people know him in that social environment, he's not scared to say anything. Right. I think most times he's just not interested in anything we're doing. So he's just like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Why am I at this? Why am I at this tattoo convention? What is my purpose? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What is, I get it. You got to make money, mom and dad. Three days of just chilling in the hotel, playing video games. It could be worse though, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, he could be shooting up the school. Okay. Then <laughs> we knew better, so we kept him out. There you go. We were like, nope, it isn't safe for other kids, especially in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> well, yeah, who's to say? I don't know, man. Um, the schools might be safer here than trying to think when <laughs> when they get shot up. It's just right. gang fights. It's like right. expected. It was safer than East LA, I guess you could say. Right. Yeah, probably. Is that where you're from? <laughs> Yeah, I was born and raised in Southern California. I actually was born in East L.A. I grew up you in... was uh, born yeah. in East L.A. <laughs> and uh, grew up in a uh, city of industry. When I left California, I was in uh, Fontana. It was called Camino County. City of Industry? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, La Puente. Yeah, yeah. Real creative. So, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, I come, I come we- from a huge family, so, you know... I left California in 94, but, uh, you know, my mom is one of 14 kids and my dad is one of nine. So I have plenty of aunts and uncles and, uh, uh, numerous amount of cousins. (laughs) All here in the States in California, mostly all of them in California. Some moved to, you know, my parents, uh, moved to Vegas and I have some relatives in, uh, Seattle, uh, some in Ohio, but what made them move to Vegas? They like my mom and dad, I, mm-hmm. no, I think they just really, you know, they love Vegas. They just wanted to go out there and enjoy, I, I don't want to say retirement, but they're, you know, their older years, you know what I mean? And just, just well, went out there. Retired? They, uh, you know, my mom passed last year. My dad's still, oh, still around. And, uh, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, it's just something for, you know, they love Vegas. They, you know, like being there. So, you know, they just went ahead and did it. Who knows what we're gonna do when when we're at that age where you just want to rest and not do nothing no more? You know, we'll pretty we'll sure retire to travel. Philippines. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think I gotta find a place. Singapore is like, real nice. A hundred thousand dollars will get me by, you know. Right. Yeah, that's the Philippines. <laughs> that's for sure. You got like okay. twelve cent beer and stuff like that. <laughs> now, which one of but, Singapore? Uh, one of those two, though. You can't have marijuana. Am I wrong? I think it's Sing. I think it's Singapore. Man. Singapore is real bougie. You know, my son hard, went there a couple years ago. Too. Yeah, yeah. They have <laughs> laws there that are just kind of insane, and you know, uh, I heard they like of, kill you over over weed. Like, uh, yeah, style. you'll you'll go to jail for spitting on the sidewalk. So, and yeah. I just don't. I'm gonna have to stay in America. I've just got to make a lot of money there. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I can't. I'll be spitting on the sidewalk sometime right. too. Is it? You can't hey, spit I mean, on I the sidewalk. It. No. Mm-mm. All right. Yeah, you talked me out of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> what? No, my son, went, when he went to visit, when he went to Singapore on vacation, uh, he studied up on all the laws and stuff like that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's one of the things that kind of stuck with him. It was just kind of such a weird law, you know? Is that where that kid got caned back in yes. our days? He was in Singapore? I believe so, I believe so yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I remember yeah, they so, were like, don't. Don't spank our boy. It's up <laughs> yeah. really hard. They're like, they're just going to spank him. 
And I mean, man, I remember getting thousands of dollars worth of vandalism. What's that? <laughs> right? I remember getting spanked in elementary school when you got in trouble. Yeah, it was kind of like you kind of got it easy. Like sometimes yeah. kids traveling up, you get locked up. Fuck, that's way worse. Like, yeah, they're gonna send him home. He's gonna have some bruises on his butt. But who knows? Anyways, yeah, yeah. I should talk about tattooing. All right. This has very been a very meandering and long intro. We're really just catching up. <laughs> um, but you have been integral in several people's careers, including Clint Cummings, Sarah Miller, my own. Um, because you've been shooting film since back in the day when they had yeah. film. Yeah, I started shooting for, you know, so my very first tattoo convention was Bloodapalooza, which was Billy Jack's show. And uh, okay, you Billy know, Jack Gunther, I'll, right? In Texas. Billy Jack Gunner, yeah. And oh, you I know, thought it was I'll, Gunther. It's is Gunner. Gunner or Gunter? Hell, I don't know. You could, now you got me confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always calling him Billy Jack Gunner. <laughs> but uh, right now, for some reason, know, I thought there was a T or a TH. I love it's Billy a G U N T E R. Yeah. Okay. But uh, well, I'll clarify that with them next time I talk to him. But uh, you know, and I, I really will always be grateful for him allowing me to shoot it it was my very first tattoo convention and it was my first time shooting for a magazine which was um urban ink. Or? no okay. it was urban ink and um i got in contact with billy jack through ink father remember ink jose father? jose sanchez yeah ink father and uh, we were just talking me and um me and geo we're just yeah. talking about him yeah. yesterday because he's out there in Oklahoma now. Geo is. Yes. I, I brought him out to Oklahoma. Anyways, that's probably how I met you, actually, too. Actually, you I, met, I, we I met for the first now. time. No, we met for the first time at um, Motor City Expo. The first time I shot it. That's where I, I thought candy. I'm, I'm pretty sure I met you before. Are you sure? Was down it? south. Was somewhere. that Palooza? Well, maybe. Possibly. It wasn't Palooza. But was did you not do any of the uh, Ink Life tours or anything like that prior? Well, I started Ink Life tours with with uh, George and them. And were those before you shot Detroit, right? Um. So I shot Blood of Palooza, and then I remember doing no, because after that I shot for Tattoo. I shot Muse Inc. For the first time, that was my first show for Tattoo okay. Magazine, was Music in Dallas, Texas. And then I remember doing Best in the Midwest, and that was the first time I met George. Okay. And, you know, George and I, you know, just became friends, started talking, and he wanted to do shows. Well, then and, apparently I have no idea when I met <laughs> And then the, Detroit, the Texas though. showdown actually started before Ink Life Tour. I don't think I ever did any of those. But I do know that I, I mean, yeah. um, I thought that I had met you through Ink Ink Father, and uh, or so I had thought. Well, you know, but the, but at the beginning, look, because he wasn't he, in Detroit. No, he used to come to Detroit. He used to come to Detroit all the time. Yeah, yeah. But the thing yeah, okay. was, it's like nobody knew that who the hell I was. You know, nobody knew my name. I'm just some freaking creepy guy with the camera taking pictures. Oh, you know we what knew I mean? what. You know, but I don't know I, if it's I, the same anymore. I still say hi to people with cameras now. Right. But uh, it used to be if you saw somebody with a big camera, uh -huh. you wanted to buy him a beer. Right. <laughs> right. You that know, was, uh, it, was it, even it, um, who was that guy in Atlanta? Said Brandon Bond. 
That's what he said right. in one of his seminars. He's like, if you yeah. see him on camera, buy him a beer. I don't <laughs> think that, he's that's what that's why I must have been drunk all those damn shows. So look at <laughs> well, now take, we really know buy him a tequila gotta, and get him a cigar, right? Buy me tequila and get me a cigar. And I, I'll tell you a good story later with what I did to Toby Drew. But I whoa, remember Blood of Palooza. Blood of Palooza was my first show, right? Yeah. And I just happened to get like this sore throat or something, but like my tonsils were swollen. I don't know why. And uh, it must have been that weed I smoked with some guy. I don't. I don't even know who in hell it was. So, wait, I mean, you my don't smoke weed. Um, once in a while. <laughs> okay, <All laughs> once right. in a while. But um, so Saturday, everybody knew I wasn't feeling well, and I don't know what the hell people gave me. But I was popping so many pills that day. By the end of the day, I was freaking. <laughs> Feeling good, you know what I mean? Because I just, <laughs> just take them whatever you got in their pocket. Time, yeah, and that was the first pills. time I met a, a local tea. And uh, okay, uh, who was the and other Maria? guy? Oh, not 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 Gunter, oh, the other gunner. gunner. That's his gunner. Name. Yeah, I know the gunner. other gunner. Yep. Yeah, the other. Well, gunner. there's Gunner, who is an amazing tattoo artist, oil painter, right. and meant not many people know this. Uh-huh. Break dancer. He's also a very talented break dancer. <laughs> right. I'm. I so, shit you not. Gunner so is. My, he doesn't just do those weird faces. He does uh, badass break dancing. Break dancing. And then <laughs> there was the other Gunner. I don't right. know if it, does anybody see him around anymore. I hardly. No, I don't think so. I haven't seen. He used him to in walk years. around with a double-ended the, dildo sticking out right? of his pants. He would go into the fucking IHOP like that. Right. Everywhere. People would get pissed and then he would pull out some lie too. It was amazing to see it work. Because we were his friends kind of, so we backed him uh, up. Right. He comes, he, he told the girl, um, somebody said something. She was like, That motherfucker who's that walking around that disgusting ass. And he was like slapping on <laughs> tables and shit and uh joking around. And then uh somebody's like, Yeah, he's just doing that because he's driving that Ferrari nowadays. And everything changed. <laughs> they all put up with it. Nope. It was disgusting to see how they were like, oh, is a Ferrari? He's he's just eccentric. Mm-hmm. You know, one second. Uh, the difference between offense and eccentric, I'm going to say, is a Ferrari. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving on. But, uh, but uh, that first show also was my very first after party drinking with Gunner and Bob Tyrell. So okay. that in was Detroit? Like my introduction, you know, at, at Blood of Palooza. Okay. That was my first introduction to the tattoo convention scene. Was it kind of you like know, a see if you can hang thing moment? I, you know, I, I guess, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know, but you know, you know, and to be quite honest, you know, there was a lot of people back then who helped me. I don't want, I guess you could say get noticed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jose Ink Father, you know, he introduced me to many people, you know, um, back in the day when Lowrider was real popular, you know, you local T, Jose Lopez, A.V. Alvarez, all these mm-hmm. guys, right? He introduced me to Marshall, he introduced me to Bob, you know, um, you know, and then, you know, I just, I started going to shows pretty much like on, on my own. Did dime, he introduce you to Father. any color artists? I, I'm sorry. I have to cut you off, but I just realized <laughs> every Those single artist you just, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on, man. You know, I don't, 
probably not. Don't be hating. Probably not. So <laughs> he was like, not. hey, this is my friend Loco T. He, he works yeah. at, at Lowrider. Lowrider. Lopez. Gun, mm-hmm. Well, Gunner might have done. I have no idea. A.B. Alvarez. He might have just hung A. out. A.B. Alvarez did some. He does crazy, beautiful gray shade. I like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I have a tattoo from A.B. He's really, Do you? He's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. You Real almost humble, don't expect it. Super nice yeah. artist. No. Uh-uh. Well, people hear what, his what name Mexican and they think he's unapproachable. Like? What's right? that? <laughs> what Mexican do you think is nice? I mean, <laughs> I could say that because I'm I, Mexican. I think all that. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I do know a couple that, you know, I don't know that they weren't well, nice, though. They were just mean mugging you gotta, that day. You, <laughs> you got to approach them to know that they're nice, though. You know, yeah, you look you know at me. them and you're just like, oh, man, old school cholo. I don't know. But let's go say hi right. anyway, you know. Who's but, uh, Joe? Joe looks mean. Joe, I think I told him that recently. He was like, "What me?" Um, <laughs> oh man, how am I gonna forget the yeah. name of his shop? He's always on the road. He used to always he's buff kid. He used to always hang out with his shirt off, and sell tattoos. Joe everywhere. Joe, isn't that that's got to be his name? Don't make me cut oh, this segment oh, oh, out because oh, I can't yeah, think uh, of his last name. Clica. Yes, Clica tattoo. Thank you. Clica tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Right on. <laughs> Yeah, he's real nice too. Yeah. What, but he, but uh, does he look nice? No. He looks like he'd crack your head open. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> which is how in the hell he sells tattoos. I have no clue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> probably, well, they probably walk probably, by and yeah. they're like, you're probably, they probably walk by and like, look, you're getting the tattoo. Yes, sir. Yeah. I don't care how exactly. much it is. I got you. <laughs> he's like, hey, you look like a pussy. Get over here. Fucking get in the chair. Get tough. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Man, so yeah, it's been uh, you know, an MC Pimpin. Remember MC Pimpin? Yes, he he did. Uh, he used to do. He used to do Ink Life, and he used to do. Uh, he did the first couple years of the Showdown, and he did that tattoo convention, immersed in ink. Right, wasn't a tattoo artist. He was. Uh, he was the no. MC he was an MC. Yeah. Okay, yep. And he introduced me to a lot of people as well. So there was a lot of. Uh, artists and people in the industry who you know helped me get to i guess kind of where i'm at and it wasn't until um where are you I, at? we should we should talk about what you're doing now because you're starting your own tattoo magazine am i wrong yes so how that started was you know, tattoo magazine got sold right? tattoo magazine first you work with billy tinney yes with tattoo magazine big name. yes yes so so let me tell you how I got started there. Like so Billy Tinney to, is the reason, to some extent, the reason uh, anybody got into tattooing. After, right oh, after sure. 1985, say. Yeah. Well, him and him and uh, Billy and uh, uh, oh my God, why can't I think of his name? Tattoo artist, oh Gilmani, started okay. Tattoo Magazine. Oh, I didn't know Gilmani was in in uh, with Tattoo Magazine. Yeah, they started Tattoo Magazine. And then they got involved with Paisano Publications, you know, who mm-hmm. published Tattoo Magazine. Then went on to do Easy Rider, Taboo, Tattoo Outlaw Flash. Biker too, or no? Outlaw Biker is a Tattoo Media Inc. That's okay. a different publication. So I went to go with uh, Jose, our Inc. Father, to the Texas Roundup, which was another of Tramp shows that he did in Dallas. Yep. I don't know if you remember that show. I did it. Yeah. 
I so um, I went. I met to that Liz show. Cook there and Clint Cummings for the first time in that show. That's where I discovered Liz Cook. Liz Cook, if you're not familiar, yeah. amazing, amazing, truly amazing color yeah. realistic artist. Yeah. And yeah. she uh, is kind of redesigning permanent cosmetic ink. She's uh, oh, yeah. a, f- a forefront she with ink. permanent yeah. cosmetics, too. She was yeah. at the Detroit show putting her own lips on. She was just there yep. in a mirror. She's tattooing her own <laughs> lipstick on her lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I went to that show. And I shot it for myself. I wasn't really there for any specific magazine or any like anything like that. I was just going to network, you know, put my name out there. Was that and your really idea did, that you did want to work for tattoos or you were just looking for kind of any work you're going to do low rider shows and stuff like no, that? No, I wanted I wanted to shoot tattooed people. I wanted to be involved in the tattoo industry because I've always liked tattoos. You know, right growing up, one of my friends, his father owned a tattoo shop. And I was, um, I never knew I that was an artist. Yeah. I was an artist myself when I was younger. So what happened? I've always, <laughs> we can't say, um, we can't say that photography isn't an art, but you mean you were, um, you used to draw and paint. So when I was very young, my dream job was to be an animator at Disney. Okay. So when I was young, I did a lot of anime. I had my own art show. I did a lot of animation. Um, I even worked a little bit at Hanna-Barbera when I was younger. Really? Yeah. I, I and, had no um, idea. Yeah. Not, not, not a lot of people know, you know, the, art drawing, you know, I was more like an intern. Like cells or what? No, you're, you're, just animation. Yeah. Drawing. Animation cells, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like on cellophane of, type stuff. And then, yeah, you just, I was more like the, the helper kind of learning how to do okay. things. I wasn't. I was just there as, I guess you could say an intern, you know what I mean? And and I wasn't Mm -hmm. really drawing for film, you know, but I was there working the process of, yeah. You were, you loving it? Oh yeah. I freaking loved it. Yeah. And, um, so that's so, you know, when a lot, hardly anybody knows that about me. That's not I something I'm no really sure. I've, I've yeah, known I, you for over 10 years, I feel for sure. And that yeah, had no idea. And it, yeah, no one, no one knew that I had an art background. Can right. I do it today? Probably. Can I pick up a pencil and do it again? Probably. Yeah. Not as well, good as I, what I was. I um, you know, sometimes I feel like it because these freaking new tattoo artists that barely become an artist or they don't do a proper apprenticeship. And then they get an apprentice. I'm like, look, you're doing it the wrong way. You know what I mean? And then they look at me like, well, who are you? You're not an artist. You're just a photographer. I've heard I'm just a photographer throughout my whole career. You know what I mean? But, you know, and they're like, well, you know, like, you know, well, what do you know? Okay, motherfucker. But who's the first one you want to show a tattoo to when you're finished? I'm the the motherfucker that decides who goes in the magazine. Yeah, I, you know what I, I'm saying. I never wanted to piss you off because of that. I wonder if I've treated you. I probably used to open doors for you. Did I used to suck your ass? I bet no, I did. I bet I was like, Ernie, no, Ernie, what's no. up, buddy? No, yeah, I didn't put you no. on a pedestal and like run and no, grab you. Right. You know what? I hope the, I did and, and, buy you beer at least. I yeah, feel oh, yeah, like I do for sure. Every, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tequila. Yeah. But uh, uh, uh <laughs> but um, so when I did the roundup, 
that is where Billy Tinney saw me. You know what? And I just realized I'm, I'm going to cut you off. You motherfucker. I have never been in any magazines in my life. I never gotten a single print except for my face, which sometimes Stop. you would take that picture. <laughs> yes. No, I stopped submitting them at one point, though, too. I've never right. submitted any. To so wait a minute. Well. You've never had you've never had a feature is what you're saying. Never a feature. You've I've never been, had an image. You've of never mine. been. You've been in a magazine, but yeah. never a feature is what you're saying. I've never had I know a tattoo been of in a magazine. Mine in magazine. Okay, yeah. So I've had Candy's tattoos that I've done, but they weren't featured. Yeah. They're just like, look at your your hot wife. Yeah, look at your hot wife. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, so, now I'm mad. I didn't. So, I obviously I should have been buying you more drinks and and sucking up to you, <laughs> opening the doors. That's how uh, it goes, huh? Oh my god! No, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways, so, so Billy Tinney just happened to be at that show, and I remember that's where I first met Liz Cook. That's where I mm-hmm. discovered Liz. Timmy B was there, you know, um, just Timmy a bunch B's of great, you know Jack Rudy was guy, there. All great that artist. Stuff, right? If if, um, if you are listening and listening to any of these names, everyone that you've heard today would be a good one to Google. Am I wrong? Liz Cook, Timmy oh, yeah. B. Timmy B does some of the most phenomenal. I don't even know what. I guess it's new school. Is it new school? Oh, yeah. Is it? It's. I mean, you know, it's kind of his own thing. You know. Yeah. I think he's like in his own category. But you know, yeah. during that time, it was either Timmy B or Liz Cook winning all the damn awards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clint took to home quite a few. Yeah, Clint took home quite a few. That was his area care, as well. And I don't he, care he what anybody it. says. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't care if I want. I just want to do a good tattoo. Bullshit. Clint <laughs> wanted to win. Clint wanted There's, to win all the time. <laughs> remember somebody else who used to want to win? Um, Clint and Chris Thomas. I felt we're Chris kind Thomas. of fighting for, I want to have yep. the most trophies. <laughs> right. <ever. laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love Clint for it, man. He was so freaking, you know, the, the very first time I met Clint, like I commented on one of his uh, pieces of art and the very next day he came back with like a, a print of it, like this big ass freaking wall hanger and i actually still have it hanging in my house today That's awesome. but uh um so billy tinney just happened to be at the show and i didn't know but i guess he i caught his attention and i guess he said because the way i interacted with the artist the way they interacted with me Blah, blah, blah. He liked my attitude. So, you know, months go by and I get a, a phone call and it's Billy Tinney. He says, hey, my name is Billy Tinney. I'm with Tattoo Magazine. I've been watching you and I could use help at tattoo conventions. I don't know if you're working for anybody now, but I'd like Man, to meet with I you. I got a call coming through and I don't know how to turn it off. So I apologize for everybody. <laughs> as okay. I interrupt you a millionth time just to explain my phone is going to continue to interrupt you. Go on. <laughs> so you had nobody uh, that was working asked, that at the time. Well, I mean, I was just still independent, you know. Okay. But uh, um, he said he wanted to meet and if I'd be interested in shooting for Tattoo Magazine. And then I, you know, and I'm all professional, right? Well, I, I love the opportunity well, to shoot inside, for tattoos. But, up and down. Oh, hell yeah. Because I knew from everybody telling me tattoos are where you need, you need to be. And then right. when I started working for Billy and I would go to shows mentioning his name, you know, there was no other better name to mention, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, he really brought me up, taught me, 
what to look for, how to shoot a convention, how to shoot for the magazine and stuff like that. So Billy, you know, pretty much set the tone for what I'm doing today, which is I now have, you know, my own magazine, um, which is called Carnival of Ink Magazine. And how we've had exciting and scary is that? You know, look, I'm going to be 100% honest. When I was shooting for Tattoo and I was shooting for Billy, uh -huh. I had it easy. Because I would go to the shows, enjoy myself, take pictures, come home, do some editing, and send it off. And that's all I had to right. do. What's no, changed? The, I mean, I'm the editor now. <clears throat> so I got to make decisions. I got to write the story. I got to find people to buy ads. I got to do this. It's a lot You got to write the story? Yeah, sometimes I write. I don't have writers right now, so I write the story. Oh, I have well, Don, I hope that Don goes Bennett out. Hey, kids. If you, yeah, you, you know, we got tattoo artists listening to us. There's people that should be writing for you, obviously. Yeah, I could I could use writers. Don Bennett has written for me. Um, but uh, it's Marshall's a lot wife. more money and a lot harder work than what I thought it was going to be. Well, it's most scary, people, when it's they rewarding. stand over their success, I have heard it said more than once. If I knew how hard it was going to be, I would have never done it. Luckily, I never knew how hard it was going to be. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's something I've always wanted to do is, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? And I want it to be different. I want it to be more personal. I want the quality there right now. I haven't had my second issue out, but I don't want to mm -hmm. cut corners. I want to set the standard for myself. And so does Joe, you know, my partner okay. and set the standard for us and have a good quality magazine with good content. And, and my goal is to have a male-female tattoo artist, a male-female model, you know, a show, a band, suspension, sideshow, and a gallery in the magazine. And I also have artists, like, writing a story. So my Each second episode? issue, I have, um, yeah, like, issue, yeah, like, a, a, you know who Rich Siri is out of Wisconsin? No, I don't. So he did, he did a lot of, uh, the, he was involved a lot with Lyle Tuttle. He did a lot of the St. Louis Old School Expo. Oh, wow. But uh, he did Lyle an article Tuttle for me. being the first yeah. non-rock and roll person ever on the cover of Rolling Stone. Yep. He was the first, he was a tattoo artist. He was, a, and, and he's, he's Lyle. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, he did an article for me, uh, you know, the history of tattooing. You know, so and then I, I, I try to have my questions with a deeper meaning. You know, I don't want to be like, well, you know, did you always want to be an artist? And who did you apprentice under? And why did you do? You know what I mean? I don't want right. the same typical questions. I want people to know the tattoo artist. I want people to know that Marshall Bennett is a freaking avid antique collector and is a farmer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Milk farmer. Does <laughs> that count? <laughs> yeah. So he's, you know, he's I'm just squeezing trying, them trying titties and out in a, <laughs> I got to give him heck hell about it. You, you notice his wife, oh, yeah. she, she, she fills out a bra. <laughs> <laughs> we both, we love them both very much. He's one of them farm boys. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He grew up with them cows everywhere. Yeah. He was, he was getting them anyways. But I yeah, think, I um, <laughs> I think one of the things that drew Billy to, to, to me was I didn't give a shit who was who like being not in the industry at the beginning. I had no clue who 
Jack Rudy was or who Marshall or Tony Levis or Bob Tyrell or Mark Mahoney. They're just freaking people to me. You know what I mean? And I treated them like people. And I don't know if that was a good or bad thing, so to speak, but. Well, it sounds like I mean, you're saying it was, though, huh? He liked yeah, that? Yeah. Well, no. It's probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think, prob- I think it probably was because keeps of more the way respect. I interacted. Okay. Right. It, was, it seems it like he would keep more, more respect for you, for the photography, and for his his um his publication. If you're not right. sucking ass, or if you're not being conceited, right. right, right, exactly. So, and I think that that stems from growing up in Southern California. You know, because I have an uncle who works in Hollywood. I have a couple cousins who are in the industry, in Hollywood industry. And you know, I, when I was a kid, I used to go with my uncle to shoot TV shows, movies, commercials, videos, um, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, I grew up rubbing elbows with people that they're just people. I didn't care that you're on TV. I didn't care that you're in the movies. You know what I mean? Right. So. And then, so, so it's probably much easier because you were meeting big stars, the silver screen back in the day. And then you right. meet these tattoo artists who only think they're, they're famous. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dick. <laughs> you know, but well, uh, um, then moving on, that that you get you get with Billy Tinney, you learn what he's. I mean, that had to be a, a eye, right? A, a window into. I mean, he fashioned the way everybody saw tattoos for over a decade. Yes, two decades. It seems like a very long time. Well, Tattoo Magazine. Uh, when I was there, you know, it, it had hit 25 years. So, okay, you know, yeah, for so, a very long time. But then we end up where we're at nowadays. Right. Where, now, do you have a physical magazine? Yes, or it is, is this a an physical, online magazine? Wow. No, okay. no, it is a paperback. It is a physical magazine. So this is a whole new beast, though, to be honest. You really have to reinvent yeah. everything because the same old formula no longer works. You know, and I and I got that from a lot of, you know, friends and, you know, artists. It's like, why are you doing a paper and nobody buys paper no more? Well, they yes do, no. but it's, it's just where it's at. And right. it, it has to be the right one, right? Right. And, you know, and I'm hoping I get there. You know, I don't know. You know, you well, and Candy can buy taking, one, but huh? that's okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did I? I didn't even. Well, yeah, I haven't even seen it. I, I honestly, uh, until just now, I figured that it was online. No, it, it's, it, it a, it's a paper. Yeah. No, uh, uh, at the same time, time, is time it online see, uh, or not? No, we don't have it online. We're going to put it online, but we okay. want to do paper first. But next time you see Don Asker, she she has several copies. What is what is your thinking there? What do you mean? Doing, doing paper before the digital. Isn't it going to be easier? And isn't that the market that everybody else is moving into right away is digital? Yeah, but are you going to take, if, you know, if a tattoo artist is featured in a magazine, are they mm-hmm. going to take the time to copy, paste, print, frame, all that stuff? Or do they, are, are, are they just going to have the time to buy a magazine, cut it up and put it in their portfolio? So this is you almost I mean? more for the artist. I I want it to be yeah. It's more a little braggadociousness, like we used yeah. to feel when we when we would get put in, or in my case, when we wouldn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking about that once because I was like, I started to get in the magazines, 
because uh-huh. I was traveling so much and it would just be my face. We were always hanging out and drinking and be a big group of us. Right. And somebody you'd probably be there you on the other side of the camera, you know, and then and then you say, hey, we should all do a photo. I started thinking right. I've been in more fucking magazines than I've had tattoos. And I, I had actually I just quit, though, because the submission process used to be so difficult and without having kids, they don't know today. But you used oh. to have to look down through a little viewfinder and right. eye up the picture that you wanted to take. Right. And then you would pull the trigger and you would just cross your fingers, wait for a week or two until they came back to you and found out if you had your thumb right. in the way or if I was <laughs> over or underexposed, if you were too close. So, so I'm going to tell you the easiest way to get into a magazine. Okay. And because there's still some, you still got tattoo media. It's not buying you tequila and cigars. No, I mean, I mean, I always (laughs) appreciate it, (laughs) but, but the simplest way is to have a media flash drive is a media kit. Okay. Right. So say you have a flash drive and in that flash drive, mm -hmm. there's 20 to 25 images of your tattoo work that you like and wouldn't mind being in a magazine correct there's a short bio like biohazard like blood like a no like a like a biography (laughs) you talk about yourself you know that's the hard part for most artists i bet huh probably i mean they can talk about themselves with your but you got to write it down right do you write a third person what's best for you when 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 you read it yourself do you really care much about it are you looking for anything when I, when you know um, what I mean, I mean, I'm looking for something interesting, you okay, know, but yeah. you know, but, but the thing is too, though, I want it more about the artwork. Okay. You know what I mean? But and if they are writing the up a I, bio it, and, and they are, so, if there's something unique about them, they should definitely include that. Right. They should definitely include it. And then you want about five images of yourself and at least one portrait. So when you see a magazine photographer, now what do you mean a portrait drive? Uh, eight like by ten glossy face style shot. Like of a, me? No, no. Like, yeah, like a face okay. shot. You know what I mean? And the like other when I took of you, you guys in my butt? 25 years. No, I don't want to see you. You need butt, to see my know. chest. Do I need to take my I, shirt off? <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling dirty, man. <laughs> no, yeah, you're not all Scott. <laughs> you know, you guys don't all have that Abercrombie body. <laughs> right. Well, you know, maybe you wanted to see them all. I don't know. Right. I don't, but you, you give know, that flash drive. Leonard Nimoy was a photographer too. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, shout out to Spock, Spock my boy Spock. <laughs> Shooting them big girls. <laughs> oh my God. It, man. He was, I don't know. He was doing something. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so you give that flash drive to a magazine photographer and just say, hey, here's my Who's work. murdering your puppy, bro? They're, they're, <laughs> they're uh, barking at the dogs next door. Oh, them damn dogs Sorry next about that. door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get them Hold on. dogs next Let, let's door. Pause, let's pause. And for their a little dog Toto. To, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let's you can pause go for on. a second. No, no. Let's pause for a second for Candy can edit this. Oh, Spartacus. yeah. Probably. Good Tucson. idea. Get over here. Wait a second. Spartacus and two socks. Yep. Like Tupac. Two socks from Dancers. I got the name from Dancers with Wolves. Oh, was there was there a character there named Two Socks? I wasn't aware. There was there was a. Uh, do you remember the movie Dances with Wolves? Of course, the guy's name was Dunbar. 
Yeah, remember the wolf, the wolf that you would play with them would be named Two Socks. Okay, yeah, I don't remember anything about it. I only remember that his yeah. name was Dunbar. <laughs> Dunbar. Oh my god. <laughs> well, cool. Okay. Yeah, two weird looking feet or something, huh? Yeah, like, yeah no, Kyle. Yeah, he see. actually wore socks. It was the weirdest. Oh, no, he, he had he had two feet with white fur that went. His two front feet had white fur going up, right. like a pair right. of socks. So anyway, and then two socks. But uh, uh, um, so yeah, so you give that flash drive to. A magazine photographer say, "Hey, mm-hmm. take a look at my work, and if you like it, cool. If not, throw it away. You know what I mean? But that that would be the easiest way because my because when you submit to a magazine, your submission goes to somebody, right? And right. it might see a secretary, an assistant, or whatever. It might I'm, go two, I'm three. Left, I'm still hearing these dogs so bad. Just a second, I, I, I wonder if we should pause and kind of let them get it yeah. out." Yeah, hold on. If you guys strangle them, give them some fucking no, heroin. I'm putting them inside. Get inside. <laughs> All right. Oh, they, they were, were outside. Quiet for a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm outside. Oh, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm smoking and drinking. So, okay, so um, submit that to or give so give that to them. Give it to right because for me, when I would give, when I had somebody give me artwork, and I was like, okay, this is pretty badass. I'm going to give it directly to Billy, who's the editor in chief of the magazine. It goes from me to Billy. You don't you don't uh, pick certain files and email them instead. Like I like these ones. These ones you give the whole flash drive to him as well. I give the whole flash drive to him and I say, Billy, I'd mail it to Billy. I say, hey, you need to take a look at this one. And he'll look at it and then he makes the decision. But it goes from me to the editor as opposed to you mailing it in and it might get to the editor. You know what I'm saying? So it's always yeah. good to have a, a, a media kit available. Yeah, I do, I do. Well, and also obviously to have a contact like yourself. Am right. I wrong? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> so who yeah, do when people wrong. are submitting to um, Carnival of Ink magazine? Who do they right. contact? It goes to me. <laughs> and and with, you know, it goes directly to me. Like right um, we have them send it to info at Carnival of Ink. But I look at everything that comes in. Right. And on. so does Joe. Yeah. How much work is this right now? Is it huge? It's, it's, it, oh, yeah. It's a lot. It, it's, yeah. I'm laughing. It, That's yeah, awesome. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I'm excited because as yeah. long as, you know, I've, I've seen that these things, when they become a passion in people, because mm-hmm. I know you've been passionate about this for a long right. time. So, that, and then uh, to, it makes a difference. Right. Mm-hmm. And then let's be honest, right? I want the magazine about the art. And there's just some people that I don't freaking think you're good enough to be in the magazine. You know oh, what okay. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And well, and it, and it, it sucks to know a bunch of people and maybe like, no, I can't, I don't want you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I, I do a thing where I don't look at people's portfolios because they're right. a lot cooler that way. In, in the right. industry, we have this thing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I end up, I've seen some people that I drink with, and eventually I see their work, and I'm like, "Wow, all right, huh. right." You I know, was surprised and, by that. And nobody's honest these days, right? Nobody's honest these days. So well, when you see when you see a tattoo, well, I can't be honest, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I don't comment on tattoos. That's why I'm saying you have to be honest. That's why I'm right. noting. I don't. Well, I mean, that's I can why be I like, comment. yeah, that's great. 
I love right. that. The way you <laughs> right. open the skin up right there, like a great big wound. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's some realism, I look at a bro. tattoo and everybody's like, oh man, that's amazing. And you did such a great job. And like, that's freaking shit. Right. You know what I mean? It's but like, you can't tell them, right? No, I can't tell them that. And then they're going to submit no, it. No. You know, you know what's funny? Billy Jack kind of said it best mm. one time. I went to go shoot his shop, right? He asked me to go shoot his guys in his shop. And I get there and he gathers everybody around, right? And he artistic gives this element. Is that the name artistic, of the shop? Artistic element. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So he gets all his artists around and he goes, Look, everybody. He goes, This motherfucker right here is Ernie Busamani. This motherfucker has been in the industry for a long time. He's not an artist. He's a tattoo. He shoots for the magazine. He goes, you better show him respect. And he goes, and this man walks around these freaking tattoo conventions with two cameras like Pancho Villa, right? <laughs> yeah. He goes, and he'll walk up to your tattoo and he's looking at it and he'll look at you and he looks at the tattoo and he looks at you. If he walks away, you better fucking work on your tattoo because it wasn't good enough for him to even take a picture. So then did, did you feel bad if you walked up to their work and it wasn't good enough? And you were like, I took one anyways. So well, they didn't beat of course I up. did. Yes. Of course <laughs> I did. You're like, wait, it really put like the that. pressure on Billy. Yeah. But now everybody knows. So now every, every fucking tattoo I see, I got to shoot at a convention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Billy but, taught me something about business and tattooing too. I, okay. I saw him and he had guys that were working for him for eight years. And I had just kind of gotten out of being a shop owner and, and, and it was kind of, it wasn't a happy point for me at the point I was, I didn't like where I was at with it. You know, I felt right. like I'd failed us. I couldn't lead these guys and stuff. And I asked him, you know, I was like, man, you've had these guys working for you for eight plus years. He's like, Oh yeah. And they saw that what I was asking about. And he says, Oh yeah. I've, I mean, it's their second time. I fired every fucking one of them. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Oh, shit. Really? You know, mm -hmm. like, and they still come back. He's like, Kyle, you got to do it right. And then he started. I could see that he kind of read and, right. and at me at that point. And he's like, what? Let me see. Where you, did you used to sweep up? I was like, well, yeah, you know, I got to lead by example. He's like, fucking bullshit. You own the shop. You don't sweep up. You touched the fucking broom. <laughs> Fuck, you became their fucking. I was like, well, I mean, I, I kind of. He's like, wait a second. How'd you fire people? I was like, well, you know, when I'd have to let somebody go, I'd bring them in the office. He said, you bring them in the office. You're all wrong, Kyle. And he, and he I, I think he was right. He says, every fucking time I've fired somebody and it works, I grab everybody it's meeting time everybody get out here now stop your tattoo i don't give a fuck it's not gonna take that long all right so and so you're fucking up here's how you're fucking up now get your shit and get the fuck out and he says and for two weeks everybody's gonna act really good <laughs> i was like well it, i don't know that he was wrong you know because i used to fire people and people wouldn't even know they was gone you know oh my like, gosh yeah i had a dude that um he started, he, I mean, he was an alcoholic, but he wasn't drinking on the job. Right. Well, I didn't think. <laughs> and he did one day and uh, he got back to me. I had to let him go. And I was all super quiet about it. People like a week later were like, uh, whatever happened to this? Where is he coming? Is he on vacation or something? And I'm like, no, I was fucking lame ass i got rid of him go. yeah but i was super <laughs> polite about it you know now i think about it it's like i guess you kind of do got to command that you know 
respect to be the, the leader or do they're going to walk on you. Do you think the new artists that are up and coming now, are they into the art for the right reason? And do you think they yeah. respect the trade? Yeah, no. And I don't know that I get to care. <laughs> Does that make any sense? <laughs> you know what? But you, but you should. Uh, you because, know, um, because whether I'm you not, like it or not, whether you like it or not, you're an elder, right? Right. But this is, you know, this is not going to be at, at the when I start putting rules on other people. Right. I mean, there's your general rules of morality and, and, and right. stuff, you know, that uh, and you should definitely I'm not going to say that you're doing this right or wrong so much as I'm going to say that's not the way I want to do it. Right. You know what I mean? And right. I. It, from that standpoint are they doing yeah i think most of them are i think uh i he, here's the sad part about our history with with our history is that it's not really written down so many places and right. it's um it's it's all been changed uh through people's word of mouth and stuff uh-huh. and the truth sometimes will never be known we're only going to get these old timers versions of the truth which is some of my favorite shit i love listening to I don't have, I don't listen to them. I want to get the, the, um, I'll, I will forever advertise that everybody should look up Philadelphia Eddie's, um, spoken word uh-huh. podcasts. Cause I understand they're available, but I've, I've got the books. I love reading them. I love reading, uh, the one that Shanghai Kate made available, uh, uh-huh. of sailor Jerry and, um, you know, Norman Collins, sailor Jerry. And I, I don't know. I'm worried. Like, actually I, I, I don't know. I might have to edit this bit out. I don't know how I hear that Shanghai is not doing so hot right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't even know if. Um, but see, uh, the women that are up and coming should be looking up to somebody like her. I think they do. You know what I mean? I think most people do. And, right. and I, they should be. But it's a hard history to get a hold of. You know, I remember not knowing or caring for a long because I'm self-taught. Right. Mm-hmm. So and I was just in Flint. And I didn't really start getting an idea of history of tattooing until I started getting out and meeting the history of tattooing. So maybe, so maybe that's where I got spoiled. Yeah. You're on the road and you're right there with Lyle Tuttle. Well, right. You're right there with Philadelphia Eddie and Shanghai. Yeah. At the beginning, I I was Gilmani, Philadelphia Eddie, Lyle Tuttle, uh, Mark Mahoney. Mark Mahoney tattooed my cousin. Mark Mahoney uh, was in the movie. Uh, what's that? Black Mass or something? I'm not sure. What's the one about uh the the in Boston? There, he was a gangster. That oh had, um yeah, Johnny Depp was in it. Johnny yeah. Depp starred in it. Yeah, 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 he played that mobster. Yeah, Black yeah, Mass, he, Black Mass or something like that. That's why. Yeah, and then yeah. he was um he was the guy that was talking about eating celery or something. Really right. suave, skinny. So, suave yeah. <laughs> tall tattoo dude but he is he's a, a piece of history for right. the west coast for so sure as well. so what so when i first started you know i was sitting down having drinks with these guys just shooting the shit you know what i mean so right. maybe that's kind of where i benefited you know because for, of yeah and, i mean it's 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 not in the magazine do you have a history corner in your magazine or anything you know, maybe I should. Maybe that's a good. Oh yeah, you do. You need yeah, it. Maybe like, I I'm should glad have you're on, just so I can talk to you. But who even yeah. writes it now? You're gonna have to find some real, mm-hmm. 
people who have you know, archived you, and have, um, you know, a um, good connection with this. Oh my gosh. Who did I talk to? Judy Parker. Okay. Yeah. I talked to Judy Parker and she, you know, we're, we're probably going to get with her and she's going to, you know, want probably write up something for me. Rich you know, but, Cherry. Are you familiar with him too? Uh, made rich. Does he go by made rich? No, no, no. Okay. Rich. No, he, he's dude. He tattooed underneath Johnny Walker. Oh, okay. So I, I just run into him. I, I met his apprentice who is now mm-hmm. an old timer. Um, right. Joel Illich down in Sarasota working in Sarasota. I had, uh, I, I don't know. I was, it's kind of, I do charity wrong. I don't know. I, I was supposed to work something for the wounded warrior project. Uh-huh. I think, I don't know. They gave me a guy's number, um, that needed some tattooing and it was supposed to be for this. And he was a, a veteran and he was uh-huh. uh, disabled, severely okay. disabled. And I needed a place to be able to tattoo him at. And so I just called around and Joel, answered the phone and he was super cool he was like uh yeah he, he owned the shop and, he was, and uh, you know i explained what i wanted to do and he's like wait so you're just working on a guy for free and i was like yeah i could probably arrange to have something but i'm just off the stupid tv show you know right um a lot of people have heard of me and it's a, a it's a charity thing and he's like you didn't even nah. he's like none of that the charity part was enough to get it you in the chair you know i've got room come on in came in we tattooed james down there um, James and his, his mom, Regina. Well, we didn't tattoo his mom, Regina. I need to get a hold of him, finish up his tattoos. But at any rate, we meet Joel. Joel ends up telling me about his history and mm-hmm. it's tied in with Johnny Walker. Well, a week ago, I'm in um, DC uh-huh. and I, I'm, I'm talking with another historian that you probably should get some, some writing from. Now that I think about it, the old raffle wizard. Uh, Mike, right? Mm-hmm. Skyver. I'm going to call him Skyler. Holy oh, shit. Uh, Gandalf. <laughs> okay, Gandalf. Yeah, the, the <laughs> raffle wizard. Right. He used to yeah. uh, go around selling raffle tickets and he would yeah. be so obnoxious to your clients. They'd be like, oh, I might like a raffle ticket. He's like, not for you. It's just for artists. <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of is like, ooh, I know that hurt their feelings, but you kind of right. loved it a little yeah. bit every time, too. They're like, why well, not a raffle for me? I might have wanted a tattoo yeah. machine. No, you're not getting a tattoo. <laughs> um, but he's an old timer and he certainly yeah. knows a lot of history. I mean, but you he, know, I can, I can get history from Billy Tinney, too. Oh yeah, jeez. You know what I now, mean? Was Billy wanting to write anything these days? I don't know, but you know, the first issue, you know, my editor's note, you know, I gave uh, him a copy. He's in he's in Oklahoma twice a year for a gun show, and I okay. see him every time he comes. And uh, you know, he's asking about the magazine, and I when I did my editor's note, you know, I gave him a huge amount of credit. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, kind of touched the old man's heart a little bit, you know, but uh, um. But yeah, I mean, I would, you know, who's to say he wouldn't give me some old photos of his from the beginning of how he I don't started. know, you know what well, I'm that'd saying? Be beautiful. So, but yeah. that's what we need. We're really missing is there's uh, one of the problems with the old timers was they kept it very secret. Yes. And that kind of bled into a lot of other parts. I mean, I know they've right. kept these records. Who is it? Uh, the piece of the family, um, Eddie Peace and, uh, Oh, Gen Peace. I forget their names, but they're old timers. At, at any right. rate, they, they everybody kind of keeps these photo albums, you know, right. the whole kind with the plastic and the Polaroids. They mm-hmm. st- stick on and you flip through it. 
but right. nobody really has them available. And then after they, uh, after those people pass, the actual history of what's going on in the picture is almost right. lost. It's lost, and, yeah. And then the families don't know what so much to do with them, mm-hmm. except it's a bunch of pictures of people. Right. So yeah, I, I think um, that's that's one part that you could really help yeah. with. You, you, you know, know what I no, you know what I want to do too is I want to get because um, eventually I want video, right? Like a, okay, yeah. uh, like a YouTube, and I want to do a roundtable. So imagine a roundtable of tattoo artists, right? And let's just say it's uh, Mahoney, uh, Mark Mahoney, Freddie right. Brady, Jack Rudy, um, Tramp, um, whoever. You know what I mean? Sitting around a table and talking about their well, history awesome. in the industry. You, you know what I mean? Them mofos. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got a couple of. You know? Yeah, some yeah. some high ticket names on that, right? But I mean, who's to say they're not going to be at Motor City together at one time? And I'll just right. get them together. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and at any rate, that that's my goal. You know, is to to show, bring back the art, and bring back because there's a lot. There's too many tattoo artists with rock star mentalities. Well, I think the art's still there quite a bit. I wonder if you. You're talking about bringing back the human part because well, some of the yeah. art, like this is what I see that I despise in apprentices um, is once they imagine they have learned, they only uh-huh. respect you as much as they think your ability is that they can learn and, and use. Right. You follow me? I see that yeah. as a problem that like, so um, some, some of these kids, you know, they'll come up to me and talk to me. Oh, I'm, they, they love talking to me because I'm, I'm Kyle. I've been on TV, right. you know, so it's just imagined. I'm, I have value. And right. then I have friends with me and stuff. And not even that they're with me. You know what I mean? They're close right. around me or something like that. But they'll pay them so little attention or think, it, it seems, I've made this all in my head, but it seems like they think so little of them because they, they think they're, their art is already progressed beyond. And and I see it still with an apprentice. So when apprentice right. finishes their apprenticeship, uh, the most common thing I hear, because I, I always ask, because I'm a dick, I'm like, so you still with them? You still working for your you know mentor? Right? No, no, I I outgrew that. Sh- that's what I always hear. Yeah, <laughs> is yeah, I, I don't like that either. It. And you're like, oh, did you did you outgrow it? So like, to me, but that's a lack of You couldn't of reinvent yourself inside of that area right. is what it's like. Right. You failed. You thought that you needed to step out beyond your bounds. Right. Even though that was fine, you sat down and started eating and said, this is the meal that I like. And now you're like, well, actually, I like what's over there at that table. Right. But that's me complaining. Anyways. Yeah, not, I, I'm there with you, though. I'm there with you, though. So. Yeah, but, uh, I, I honestly don't look through portfolios as a result yeah. because of that. And sometimes because, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised when I see people's work. And a lot, most of the time, honestly, I'm like, wow, that's, I'm blown away sometimes. I'm like, oh, dude, right. you're that guy that won yesterday, huh? That's right. cool. You're right. like such a normal person. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, I don't know. But that's kind of where I want to take it. That's where I want to go. You know, I want to kind of bring you no know, well like you said the human element that's why when i ask certain questions in the magazine i want it to be more personal right you, you know what i mean i want to talk about go family. over your one twos and threes of tattooing no, where, no, i want to know about your, your family yeah. Yeah. yeah i find i, I learn know. more about that so, or not learn more about it from people but i feel like i learn about people's art 
oftentimes by figuring out where they're from. Right. And then you kind of, if you know where they start from, or, or usually it's in the process of figuring out where they're from that I figure out their outlook on problems and difficult mm -hmm. situations. And tattooing right. is being put in problems and difficult situations in many times. So then you can see how they answer it in their tattoos, their hand movements mm -hmm. and stuff. I, I feel like I can get a lot of just knowing somebody's background like that. Yeah. But um, eventually also, you know, because when I was shooting for a tattoo, I did a lot of overseas stuff. Well, not overseas, more Central America. I've never been overseas. Central America. You know, well, you I'd just, like to go back and. Well, there's a sea there. Well, you know. Did you fly? You went <laughs> over a sea. Yeah, I went over a sea. You know, I've yeah, been to Mexico, <laughs> Costa Rica, Bolivia, Panama, you know, to shoot tattoo conventions, you know. And you know what, you know what kind of drives me with that too? I remember because I've been taking pictures since I was a kid, right? Yeah. You know, helping my uncle and work, you know, watching my cousins work in Hollywood and stuff like that, right? But I've always had some type of involvement with film. You know, when I learned, I learned off a of film camera, you know, cutting and splicing and dark rooms and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's so how I the just, old school editing that's was how done. The old school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's so when I decided to go professional, per se, with my photography, I only wanted to shoot tattoo people, you know, whether, you know, models, guys, whatever. And I remember, you know, some of my I was photography there. What friends, was it that attracted you there? Like I said, it was just growing up and, you know, uh, um, my friend you know, his father had a tattoo studio and me being an animator, you know, myself and drawing and being involved with the art. I just thought it was, you know, such a freaking cool idea that you could put art on skin. Okay. You know yeah. I mean? And so, so animated uh, that art of some sort itself. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, so did you hang up, out in the shop cool. as a young a kid? Bit. Were you around it? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, the, you know, family members were tattooed and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, I thought, I thought for sure you're going to be like, okay, Kyle, here's the thing. One day this girl came in and she just whipped <laughs> her titties out and was like, I need to get these bad boys tattooed. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. No, never had that. <laughs> right but, on. Uh, uh, I run into a guy that was talking about our friend Lyle. I ran uh -huh. into him at the, uh, at the casino and he, he, you know, he grew up and was a younger kid. And he used to, Lyle used to let some of the kids look through his portfolios. And uh -huh. I didn't really catch that at first, but this is an old timer, you know, I mean, Lyle's right. old, old timer. And this guy himself is old timer. He's about 20 years younger than Lyle. Right. So I'm, so I'm beginning to put it in the time frame, and I'm like, these kids had no porn for them to look through Lyle's. Uh, portfolios he said he would let us look through some of his portfolios uh -huh. so i know that lyle used to have a spank bank of you know what i mean uh, i'm sure that he had some of his um more risque clients photos of and so i'm betting that that's what this kid was looking at because when he was talking about he's like yeah yeah you know he would and he almost lowered his voice like yeah he'd let look you know the kids look at some of uh you know some of his portfolios we'd hang out <laughs> around the shop you know there's a lot of colorful characters there all day and stuff and then i'm putting it back through my head and you're like oh this 1950s kind of thing uh -huh. like 
he's got his portfolio out on the table. These kids are all coming in trying to sneak pic- pictures of fucking nipples and shit. It's the first ones they haven't seen that are dripping down to their belly button because they're on, they're, they're catching, you know, kangaroos or something like that right? in the National Geographic. Um, at any rate. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was, that was yeah. great to run in, into that and get a little bit of the idea of how tattoo studios were also a, a function of the, of, I don't know, the little community there, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it is, is maybe if you could, somebody on Twitter would be mad about it. I guess that's what I'm already knowing. Somebody's going to be like, ah, oh, that, that he's exposing kids to pornography. And, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> right and so now i'm i'm, I'm thinking about it. i'm like man it's, it's not a but honestly no it seems like such a cool story and that guy loved it right. so much it was part of his youth i don't right know. right i'm moving on yeah yeah now i feel like i'm besmirched while some no you're gonna give me but, a pass uh, now nah, <laughs> thank you, you. <laughs> but uh um yeah so when i first started and was trying to get into the tattoo industry a lot of my friends that were photographers were telling me it was a waste of my time you know, like, why are you going to do that? You're never going to go anywhere with your photography. You're not going to do nothing like weddings and babies <laughs> and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I'm, yeah. You know, that's not, that's not stuff. That I, need, I need excitement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff that pays. I need excitement. How are they How still are doing it? Different? No, <laughs> no. And here I am. And so, yeah. and so like, you know, you know, I, you know, when I shot Ice Cube, like uh-huh. oh shit you meant ice cube yeah no my photography that took me nowhere yeah shot yeah. ice cube yeah you know wedding, i shot yeah i was a wedding yeah yeah wasn't at a wedding you know you know and i mean and i've been lucky enough you know to shoot you know ice cube deftones wu-tang clan um you know uh offspring slipknot in this moment manson you know so and all those stem from you know conventions and traveling with you know, from the industry. Passion. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. a firm believer. If you can keep your passion for whatever it is, burn it mm-hmm. uh, and successfully burn it and limit the things that try to quench it, you know, right. Then you're going to have a success. Yeah. And, and, and you these know, people and hopefully- could not have been passionate about other people's weddings enough right. no. <laughs> to go on. I mean, right? it's probably good money, but you know, you're not doing it no more. I'm still yeah. running. I got my own yeah. magazine, and and I'm yeah, you know, their passion and, obviously was something else, right? And, and and I can still, you know, I don't know when I'll stop shooting. You know, I don't know. Maybe when I'm not relevant no more. You know what I mean? You know, and and to be quite honest, sometimes people make me feel like I'm not relevant. You know, I'm oh, just yeah? like, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you yeah, know, fine. we're at that's probably what you're actually talking about these new kids because they. They almost don't feel like they need you. Remember how much we did need you. We would buy you drinks. We were instructed right? <laughs> by Brandon Bond to buy you drinks. When we saw you with a big camera, right, I started sorry. to think maybe it'd be a good scam just to go to tattoo <laughs> conventions with a big camera. And just right. get free drinks. Get free drinks. Hey, well, yeah. so that, that Cuban cigar, when a, uh, just a, a, a fan, I guess you could say, sent it to me, sent me some cigars. And well, uh, so my, my Toby Drew, here, here's my Toby Drew story. Uh-huh. Okay. So we're at Motor City. And uh, uh, gosh, I probably shouldn't even say this, but. Well, then what? You know, <laughs> no, no, I'm <laughs> going to say it, but what, okay. I probably shouldn't say this part. So okay. I have a fee, right? I mean, I do photography. I fucking charge you for my work, right? Right. Just but, like a wedding. Yeah. You right. Yeah. Understand. You know, but I mean, if. <laughs> 
you know, if Candy comes up to me and says, hey, Ernie, I need some portfolio pictures, you know, can you help me out? Yeah, I got you. Don't worry about it. Well, yeah, we've used I, yours I before, I believe. Yeah, I was like, yeah, don't even, I don't need nothing from you. Don you know, took we're a friends. great one for us, too. We used to. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't need nothing from you. You know, buy me a drink later. I don't, whatever. It's fine. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, so Toby had asked me if I would shoot Michaela. And I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, bro, I'll, I'll shoot Michaela for you. No problem. He, he had did some new work on her, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. So he goes, what, 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 what am I going to owe you? I go, ah, don't even worry about it. I go, dude, you know what? Buy me a scotch later on at the bar. He goes, all right, I got you. <laughs> so so later on at the bar, he's like, Ernie, you ready for your drink? I'm like, yeah, man, let's go. And so I go up to the bar and I order a Johnny Walker Blue, right? Uh-huh. And Toby's, yeah. not, Toby's not standing there. And uh, what's that bartender's <laughs> name in, in Detroit? Are we in Detroit? It's Tony. Yeah. Tony. Right? Or the guy so Tony that looks like Clark yeah. Kent. Yeah. So I said, hey, Tony, I go, can I get a, what scotches do you have? He goes, well, what do you want? I go, dude, I want, you know, the best. He goes, oh, yeah. I got some Johnny Walker Blue. I said, all right. Very nice. So, so uh, he It's gets 40 to Johnny $80 dollars a shot. That was back in, <laughs> how much was it? It was 80 bucks. Am I, am I really, okay, yep. <laughs> no, yep. it was 80 bucks. So I, I go, Tony, uh, Toby's going to pay for it. He goes, okay. I go, hey, Toby. I go, come on. And he goes, how much, Tony? He goes, Eighty dollars, and he fucking looks at me, and he's like, "You motherfucker!" And I'm like, but "What? Easily? What? That's that's far under the fee. Oh yeah, to shoot. far under my fee. What I would have charged them for sure. <laughs> yeah, far under my regular fee. But right. it was just funny looking at his face. He's probably thinking like a twenty-five dollar, thirty dollar scotch. You know what I mean? Like, right? Oh hell well, no, we're doing this right. And so, yeah. and yeah. so when, and then the second time I got him. Um, was in Lake of the Ozarks. I was shooting uh, Michaela for um, in her wedding dress, right? These were like kind of anniversary type pictures. And I go, look, I go, just grab me some cigars. And I gave him a list of cigars. And there are, there are like five different cigars. He goes, I'm going to get you all these cigars. So he goes to the cigar bar and he <laughs> asks the guy, he's all like, hey, how much do you have these cigars, cigars and the guy's pricey, looking at them huh? yeah uh-huh. and he's like he's like man I, I don't have any of these cigars he goes are you sure he said you guys have he goes man i don't i don't think i have any of these he goes, certainly not the angel share and blah 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 and so the owner of the cigar shop just happened to be there and he goes let me yeah. see your list and he goes oh yeah he goes i got these in my private stash he goes i got <laughs> these away from it. he goes all right he goes right. Well, let me let me freaking get these cigars he goes they're for a buddy of mine he goes man he must be a really good buddy he goes but i'll go get them uh-huh was like five cigars and it was like 300 and something dollars <laughs> good he got them all and though he got them all he good got man. them all i was like all right you're a good man <laughs> yeah they, um so he stopped buying me drinks by can, the way <laughs> i guess you could be surprised by how much a cigar could cost yeah, I've uh, me and C's like uh, bahicas and a, a good uh, a bahica, a true bahica could run you like eighty dollars for one cigar. So what is it when I'm in Nassau or the Bahamas? Right. I guess actually Nassau is in the Bahamas, isn't it? OK, uh-huh. so anyways, what about when I'm say Cozumel? I'm in, in uh, the Bahamas, something like that. Everybody's got Cuban cigars, supposedly. They're okay. like five to ten bucks every single time. Right. Five to right. ten bucks Cuban cigars. Right. What is that? Is that a Cuban? Well, so here, here, here's what I like to tell people. Okay. Some uh, is it a cigars lie? are really not worth it. 
Okay. Some, yeah. Some Cuban cigars are really not worth it, but there are, cause there are plenty of cigars in America that are better than Cuban. Right. However, low end Cuban. Right. But what's a Cuban cigar, right? You're basically getting the leaves from Cuba. Okay. So I would buy a Cuban cigar all day, every day in Florida. Or er day as we call it. All day. Right. Er okay. right. Because most of the people that are cigar rollers in Florida are from Cuba. Right. So they're going to they be getting their, their tobacco they're, from there too, possibly or not? Right. No, they can't get getting, their to- They can't because yeah, of the embargoes, right? No, that Obama lifted that. Okay. Yeah, Thanks, so they Obama. Can, so they can Sorry. get the Cuban leaves. So you have born and raised Cuban cigar rollers in Florida rolling right. Cuban cigars. And a friend of mine went to Florida and she walked into this little shop, little hole in the wall, because she asked somebody, hey, where can I get a good cigar? And they go, oh, you got to go here. And she was, and she was it, was, it didn't even look like a cigar shop. She says, I walked in and said, um, I'm here to get some cigars for a friend of mine. And she said, there was just a bunch of old men sitting around smoking. And he goes, does your friend really smoke cigars or is, does you just want to get her? And she goes, oh, no, he really smokes cigars. He goes, okay. So he goes in the back. Listen to this. Uh, they're sizing you up and you're not oh, even yeah. there on yeah. your cigar smoke. Like, does he really oh, yeah. or really? What does, does that he really mean? Or is it just a fad? Yeah. How do you, okay. Fad? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, goes, like oh, no, do you, you fake really smoke? smoke? You're not supposed to inhale, right? <laughs> no, you don't inhale cigars. Dude, I can't help it. I can't smoke my, cigars because I inhale and I hold it in like it was a joint. Yeah, my <laughs> very first cigar, I threw up. I got okay. so freaking sick. I got so sick. But, but um, why? 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 <laughs> why smoke a cigar? Especially because one that's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's just, they taste good. You know, they're, they're natural flavors. You know, you got some that are sweet. Got some that are oaky and leather. And, and so, smoky. what do you do with like? So, you inhale just a little bit, and you, then you blow you, it back you out puff, immediately. You kind of hold it in your mouth. You don't blow. See, that's a misconception. You do not blow out cigar smoke. You you kind of just you just kind of open your mouth and let it come out. Okay. And that's where and you enhance the flavor. You got to activate your nose to enhance the flavor of the cigar. And to activate your nose, you kind of breathing it in through your nose right like you breathe like you exhale through your nose you know or you just let it come out your mouth just like tequila right right but you gotta hold your breath to do all that no you, you, you get used to it you get used to it it's so like learning to, to scuba dive or something right huh? so you drink tequila except instead of oxygen you're <laughs> filling your lungs up with or i guess not your lungs you're not your lungs yeah i drink tequila and the best cigars I've ever had was actually with uh with, with a like De Serono, right? Like kind of dipped it in there. Like De Serono, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you can find cigars that are aged in like uh, uh, Pappy Van Winkle or aged in a bourbon, you okay. know, or stuff like that. You that know one made I mean? me laugh. Now, yeah. <laughs> I get a cigar rolled in Ebor City or something, just you know, right. twenty dollars, ten twenty dollars, something, right? Mm-hmm. You get one of these cigars from your fancy dancy. Right. Uh, a thing that costs three bills for five of them, right? Right. What's the difference? Like okay, what? if if you get a hand-rolled cigar, you do not smoke a hand-rolled cigar immediately. You have to okay. let it rest. I wouldn't smoke a hand-rolled <laughs> cigar for about three months. All these rules. Yeah, I'd let it, I'd let it oh, age in my you humidor go, for like three you months. You go to sleep there, little cigar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Tuck yourself <laughs> in for a nice because the long ones, nap. Because the ones you buy are already aged for one, two, three years. Okay. Okay. So, so if, if if I'm in a store buying them where they advertise hand-rolled cigars, they're probably already aged for me when I'm buying them, though? They're probably already aged, yeah. I didn't watch somebody do it. What's, what's the deal with the girls always rolling them on their legs? Like is that just a sexy part? That's like that's, of, I guess that's just a that's just saying to look at look at and buy. Are you gonna buy a cigar off the shelf or buy a cigar off some woman's leg? Right. It looks. <laughs> it, it, I guess off the leg, huh? Right. Do they really so, roll them on their legs? Yeah, I I've never seen it, but you know that I'm gonna be so be a, disappointed a, if I find out they don't. That'd be a cool like photo shoot. <laughs> but you 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 see them all the time too. I'm not. I'm not, it's yes. not just me, right? You go into the scar shop and they always oh, yeah. have a girl rolling it on her leg. Okay. I mean, you know. <laughs> so you're going to tell use, me otherwise. Use... You should have fucked with me. And it's like, no, Kyle, I have never <laughs> seen that image before. And I'm a photographer. Right. Crazy places you hang out. So let, let's take the, let's take a tequila analogy with cigars, right? Mm-hmm. So there's two different kinds of tequila, five different varieties, right? Yeah. There's good and bad. Well, okay, so you got your horrible tequila, which is gold, right? I love that. Which Dude, is, that I, that's what I like, though. Okay, like but Anjo, is that what we call it? No, no, no. Anjo? Okay, so follow me. So you got two different di- kinds of tequila. You got a gold tequila, which just says agave, right? And yeah. that's your Jose Cuervo, your, your Saza, stuff like that. Yeah. Those gold tequilas are your worst tequilas. Those are the ones that would give you a headache, make you throw up. You feel like shit the next morning because it's not true tequila. Because when you, when you get a tequila that just says agave, it's only like 50%, 51% agave. The rest of it is like coloring. Uh, like yeah. they, they use a caramel color. They add sugar. What do they, do they, they add they alcohol add, too from something else or not? They, yeah, and they had they add the oak extract to make it look and taste aged. Okay. Okay. So that's the bad tequila. A good tequila is one hundred per. It has to say one hundred percent agave. Some will say one hundred percent de agave, one hundred percent blue agave, whatnot. So you got your silver tequila, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. your silver tequila. That's is what candy aged. likes. Yeah, it's the white tequila, the blanco. Okay. That's aged in a distillery for about two weeks, right? That's the more mass-produced tequila, right? And you got a little bit of bite. You got a little bit of uh, 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 agave sweetness to it, okay? Yeah. That's what people mostly use, and they take shots. They make margaritas, stuff like that. Patron is, is right? the same. It's just right. a higher end of that. It's just, okay, well, Casanoble, yeah. same thing. Right. Yeah, and then you got the Raspado, which is the gold color. Right. And those are mm-hmm. aged in American oak barrels or French oak barrels up to a year. Okay. okay. So it's, yeah, it's that's, taking that starts the, to get the color back. It starts to get the color. It's a little bit smooth, whatnot. And again, those are used for like tequila sunrises. Those are used for margarita. Don't ever get a margarita with the house tequila. You're getting cheap tequila. Right. Right. So then you got the Anejo, which is my favorite. Right, yeah. which is aged anywhere from one to three years. Okay, so th- and that tequila is really a sipping tequila, like you never shoot yeah. freaking Don Julio nineteen forty two. It's a sipping tequila, right? So that's where you get the. It's more of a Scotch flavor, right? You you get the more deeper amber color and the better taste, and it's smooth, 
And that tequila really should be poured like in a whiskey glass or a wine glass. A little bit of wa- over a single rock or a right. single ice right. cube. No, no, because you dilute. No ice at all? No. Uh, you, you drink can, it neat. Yeah, you can have a little bit smooth. Right. You, can... yeah, you know, and then you nah. got the extra Anejo, which is three How to five How bad am I and Marshall for doing shots of blue a couple of nights ago? Well, <laughs> I sipped it though. I was like, yeah, I'm I mean, sipping this. You got to, but I sipped it. it out of a shot glass, and, <laughs> right. and Marshall was like, ah, I don't care. I still do shots. Okay, yeah, shot. that's he'll, the way he'll, I he'll do. Still shoot it, but you got to like <laughs> enjoy the flavor, right? You yeah. got to enjoy yeah. what the aging process did to that tequila. Which because really, then you want a more of an open glass too. Am I wrong? I really right. No, yeah, you want more of an open oxygen on the top yeah. of that surface. Mm-hmm. So it's the Crazy same thing like with cigars. You don't take a hand-rolled cigar and smoke it right away because it's not, it's freaking horrible. You got to let the age process, you got to let that, you got to let the flavors come out. You got to let it, you know, just age and get that purity and that smoothness to them and stuff like that. So that's tequila 101 <laughs> and cigar 101. <laughs> Aging tequila. Then you have right. the good stuff, basically. Right. That's where you get the Don Julio in 1942 or the now, Glasa Azul. You know, we compare that to cigars. It's right. generally going to be how much it's aged. Yeah. So if you have a, a cigar, I would age my cigar. If I had a hand rolled cigar, I would age it for a minimum of six months. If yeah, I, I if it. I took it from a person freshly hand rolled, I would age it for about six months. You know what I got right here in my drawer now that we're talking about history and cigars? <laughs> then we're doing a little bit of name dropping too. <laughs> I have two, thanks to shitty Bob Ellison down there in Mississippi. I have two Lyle Tuttle cigars. What? Yeah, well, now, but they've, if they've been sitting in your drawer, they're probably dry. Oh, they are no good. Yes. Yeah. You can it's bring them back to your life, though. Oh, really? Yeah, just stick them in. I mean, if you had a humidor, you would stick them in a humidor. Okay. And, and being that they were in a drawer, I would put them in a humidor for at least a year. Oh, okay. I should <laughs> yeah. probably start then. Candy wanted to get one, and then there are humidors that are just little tiny things. That don't they're not electric? Oh yeah, you can get right? you can get one that will hold ten, you know, okay. fifteen, whatever. I might do that, but I have no desire to smoke it now. It's gonna. Because it I says mean, if, Lyle on it, you know. I mean, if you're gonna save it, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's nothing wrong with just saving it out. You know, you're never gonna smoke it. Yeah. Now, if I never, is it gonna deteriorate quicker if I don't have it'll, it in a humidor though? Or? Yeah, it'll get brittle and dry, and it could crack. Like if you drop, <laughs> if you probably drop them on the floor right now, you'll right. split. Yeah, they'll. I split. just actually realized I, I dropped a Lyle Tuttle <laughs> penny. You know how he's got those pennies that he right. used to give out that were stretched like that? Yeah. I just dropped that on the floor and picked it up with my foot. So I, I got to be more yeah. careful with my memorabilia yeah. here, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I could fix this up. What if I took them and dropped them in lacquer? What would happen then? <laughs> I mean, there'd just be, I mean, you could put them in a box and put a clear coat on them and they'd just be saved. Okay, yeah, you know that's what I, mean? I would think. Yeah, like yeah. almost a shadow box. Yeah, like a shadow box or something like that. If you <laughs> if you want it more for uh, sentimental value, you know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no desire to. Oh, as a matter of fact, sentimental value. We were supposed to drink through that brandy, um, with Marshall, and I think I left that at his house. Now I feel You're talking bad about, about that. the 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 one with his from his roast. Or? 
Yeah, remember that roast? So we got yeah. to, we went to his anniversary. We were like, well, we're going to get him some giant walk of blue. So him and his wife have a gift. And then right. we're just going to drink through this brandy because, uh-huh. you know, we like to drink. Then we ended up right. going to a bar and buying. He bought everybody drinks actually all night long. Yeah. Like, like, it's your anniversary, brother. Right, like, right. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and then we came home and did shots of blue, but <laughs> <laughs> which we didn't do the brandy. So I don't know. Now I'm I'm disappointed because I like I want to make sure I get my bottle back. It's all signs, got everybody's names on it. But I was like with the liquor inside, I, was, I I'm I am an alcoholic. It's hard to look at that liquor and not drink it. And not so. want to drink it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not much of an alcoholic anymore, but I enjoy uh you enjoy try, a nightcap. I, I enjoy I I imagine that I enjoy high-end liquor uh-huh. and stuff. But I probably just like liquor, and then when I act like it's high end, then I think I'm I'm bougie. Do you, uh, like do I'm you not enjoy, an alcoholic. Do you enjoy drinking more when you're at a show and at conventions and with friends than you do at home? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. don't even drink at home usually. I had yeah, a beer yeah. today, pretty much, because I've had the six pack of Guinness for uh, three or four months, and so I was like, I don't know, I felt like having one. I knew you were calling. Right, right. So, but yeah, I don't drink uh, too much. And honestly, I think we're going to stop drinking on the road. Certainly, when Stelly's around, because uh, he, he's going, he's going to be sober for a while. Okay. And so yeah. I, I think we're uh, we're going to try and you know give him some solidarity there. There you in go. Case he wants to go out, hang out with people, and not have a right. bunch of and then not have a uh, uh, yeah yeah. You know why you do that though? Why is that? Because you love and respect them. Oh yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. That, I yeah. I drink too. You know, I, I went to a friend's house. He's an alcoholic, and uh, we he had like a a, a fish a crawfish boil, and uh, he goes, "Man, just bring whatever you want," and blah blah blah. So we get to the house. He goes, "You didn't bring nothing, no beer, or nothing." I'm like, "No." He goes, "Well, why not?" I go, "Well, bro, you're an alcoholic. And you don't drink." He goes, "Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can." I go, "But I'm not going to bring it around you for that temptation." Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So. You I know, want you to see what a good time I'm having. Right. <laughs> it's like your friend's in a wheelchair and you just go running laps around them all the time. Right. <laughs> Not very nice, man. <laughs> Look how fast I am. I don't know. For some reason, I like those analogies. I should stop with it. That's I'm always comparing shit to how you, how, how you persecute people in a wheelchair. I guess that's my thing, though. Everybody. Uh, no, it's not. It's not my thing. <laughs> gonna get sacrilegious here people get mad when i say i don't need to get sacrilegious <laughs> but anyways moving on uh starting a magazine right how, how you, you've you've got a new set of responsibilities you yes. know what i mean like whereas before you had one hat right uh, now how many hats are you wearing you sounded like you well, named five editor photographer writer salesperson marketing marketing yeah all all everything that comes with it everything you're that gonna comes with it. what do you do with sales actually would be too hard to really outsource right now because you have a unique product am i wrong yeah it's no you're not wrong i mean i gave my first issue i gave um tat soul a free ad you know and the reason why i did that because i wanted to make it look national you know what I mean? Okay. I wanted to make it look like I have a big company in there. You know, most of them were... too much. <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> now I everybody's mean... like, wait a second. Now I want to be on that tassel level. You got to right. give me a free one, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, you think Jack Daniels pays for uh, an ad? 
in a magazine? I always or anybody thought they like did. That? No. no, they don't. No, no, because why would they? They don't need your. They don't need your app. Yeah, they do. Don't no. they? No. Why would they? So Jack Daniels like, is a national, like, well-respected, known. But if they you know. Okay, so maybe not in a tattoo magazine, but they will inside of, say, uh, a Playboy or something like that. I don't know. Do they even have Playboy anymore? That's all digital. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, no. So I took a marketing class, and that was one of the the things they talk about, that a lot of the large, big companies, they don't really, it's rare that they pay for an ad. They don't need it. Yeah, no, but but you want them in there so you could it, so it could look national, so you could look like, hey, I'm getting support from this person. So I I I, I play piano in the bar. I go and I set up and I take one of them great big fucking brandy sniffers, right? Right. And I put it on top of my piano, but uh-huh. it don't look right. And so I drop a couple of twenties in there so people know what's up. Yes. Is that the same thing? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty <Okay>. much. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> You I know, it's you. not necessarily a. It's, it's not all necessarily, that street I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it's like I'm trying to get something started. Yeah, you no, know what I'm I mean. Trying I'm trying to. Get, I'm, I'm trying to get something obviously, going. Obviously, yeah. nobody, anybody that sees somebody putting the money in the tip jar when they start out their day, nobody's uh-huh. like, uh, "I saw you." You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, yeah, that's the way it, you didn't know that because yeah, mm-hmm. figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it sucks so bad when somebody steals our tips because it right? wasn't just our tips, okay? It was so money you, from yesterday. <laughs> do, do you, as a tattoo artist, do you expect tips? No, I mean, I always appreciate them and I try to as often as I can spread them on frivolous shit. Uh-huh. Is that what you should say? Or I shouldn't say frivolous because most right. cases it's taking my wife out um, for dinner or getting her something or getting my son something. Um, and and I feel like that's a, you have to do that with the tip because Uh I feel like tattooing can make you sacrifice so much of your loved one's time. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. like you don't mind. It's not a sacrifice to you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, no, tattooing is pretty fucking awesome. I can do this. Right. Um, so it's a sacrifice. So we like to get David shit, you know, uh, he, he likes to collect knives or, Uh um, fidget spinners. I don't know. Whatever right. we get them, uh, we get them after the show, and then yeah, I was trying to take candy out to to some nice food, and uh, right. she always makes me spend money on shoes. I like to imagine right. that that's the tip money. Okay, okay. But I, what I do you, you what do you think of tips? I I feel like I charge enough, and right. I don't I don't get like sometimes people chip tip me far less than huh. what I'm normally tipped. And they'll oftentimes ask too, like, what's an average ship? They're in a bad spot with it. And I don't right. feel bad if they don't tip me. Like right. I I mean, I always appreciate it when they do, uh-huh. but it, I'm not trying to hold it against somebody. Cause like, honestly, it's it, it, tattoos cost a fucking fuck ton of money. Right. And um, I don't know. I, so, I feel like I've been poor long enough that I know how hard it is to pay. Right. For, a, for that much, you know? Right, right. I don't, um, so when you, when you, when you ask me right now, are you talking about tips in general or tips to a tattoo artist? Tips to a tattoo artist. Like so, we get paid good pretty much when right, I tip, but, 
actually candy tips. Did you, I just found out this year how much I tipped Tony when we talk about Tony at the bar. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. Right. And I tried, I I did the bill. I I figured up for the night and uh candy wasn't around. She was at the bathroom. And then I wrote up the bill and I added what I thought was a nice tip. And then Uh candy came back. She's like, did you, how'd you tip him? And, and she was really worried. And I was like, yeah, I tipped him good. Don't worry about it. And she was like, no, no. How'd you No, We don't tip less than and I'm like, whoa. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Right. No right. wonder he likes it so much. <laughs> oh, but, my God. Um, I also like I don't handle money much. Money is right. a funny thing to me. Like, it's dirty, right? Like everybody. Right. right. And with these NFTs, who knows how long we'll even need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> that's my hope at least right. and well, if we move beyond it you know is life going to be worse worse at who knows yeah yeah <laughs> i usually so that's you're asking the wrong person right when it comes to tips when it comes to tattooing because like um Gosh, I'm gonna sound like such a dick. Okay, uh-huh. so have I paid for a tattoo? <laughs> yeah, have you? I've never. No, not really. Oh, you sound like a dick. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> no, but you, you've you tipped not, for tattoos. I've tipped. Yes, and you probably tip heavy. Yes, or I tip. Okay, so Liz Cook. I have a tattoo from Liz Cook. Okay. Um, it took her six, six, eight, 21 hours, right? I did three, six hour sessions and, and our three, Lord. six hour sessions and like one, three hour kind of touch up session. You know, I drove to Dallas. I stay with them, you know, kick it with them, hang out at their house, whatever, have a good time at the weekend, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and so I you get an Airbnb too, huh? Yeah, yeah, and I now, and, now, now let's hear how cheap you are. <laughs> well, I I would buy her stuff. Okay, so yeah. like she collects oddities and stuff. So like I've gotten her like a creepy doll, like a creepy vintage doll that you know looks all gory or you know whatever, a death head moth or um, yeah, you know a a, a a wet specimen or you know kind of stuff <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Yes, I do. <laughs> Troy likes oddities too. Yeah, if Weirdos. Candy ever tattooed me, it, it, I'd get her like a bottle of Don Julio. <laughs> you damn to get you. her the Blanco. Does she? Does Don Julio make Blanc? No, I mean she Don, Don like Julio. The they they do make now. There's Anejo. a different. They do make a, an Anejo that's in the forty fifty dollar range, but it's not a nineteen forty two. You know. <laughs> But, yeah, I follow. But, um, I follow for sure. I think I think those are it's a, the appreciation, right? But I mean, it doesn't have to be shown with with money. And I understand no. that people want to give a tip. Right. Sometimes tips are funny. Like sometimes you just figure out that they once ran into an artist that ripped their boss off. Right. You ever get? You ever see that one where where the customer will be like, um, "So how much will that tattoo be?" Uh, and remember, I tip really good. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so basically what you're saying is if I don't split as much with my boss, you'll cover up my end. The only right. person that misses out is the guy that taught me to tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that's real cool. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I, no, I don't like think said, the artists he, ever word it like that. Yeah. They always. They're usually more like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." Yeah. But, but, but <laughs> you know, you like you said, you charge enough to where you're happy with what you charge. Just yes. like my photography, yes. I have a certain fee. I charge it, and I don't expect a tip. You know, because I already charged you. I think you know if I mean? you go into it the other way, you're going to be mad at your clients. Then you're going to be mad at your work. And then you're going to, you're right. going to not going to be passion for what you yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But quench it. Yeah. Can't do it. <laughs> so like you got to charge how much you're worth. If people have the ability and the desire to tip you, to pay. Then yeah. they do. And, uh, yeah, when and they do, do people try to lowball you? Do you, do you get lowballed? Um, I don't handle it as much anymore. So but, Candy's kind of sets yes. them all up or something like that. Yeah. Well, Mark Smith sets them up, and then Candy usually de- deals with the money. Right, but right. Mark Mark gives him my base price. Uh, I have a six hundred dollar minimum, uh-huh. so that turns a lot of people away. Right. And I deal with them at the client at the shows still. So people will be like right. this or that. What is what do you charge? And I'll tell them, well, I have a six minimum, and that usually. You know that's going to go one or two ways, right? You're like, but okay, usually, or see you later. yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it, if it, and on the oak, they usually are a little bit surprised, anyways. Um, but they, it usually starts to turn their head, like they, right. you know, I'm not trying to do this little right. itty bitty tattoo and charge you six hundred dollars. Right. right. And I'm not trying. Who? What? So what? It makes them think of is, oh, he only does tattoos that he wants yeah. to be of this value, and that's right. true. I won't well, have passion to show up for work if every day I come in and I'm doing fucking names and shit. So what what is your so if you charge a six hundred dollar minimum, what's that time frame? Is that like a two, three hour tattoo? You know, I try not to Four think hour? about it like that because yeah. the truth of the matter is um I will hurt you longer than you want me to. <laughs> right. <laughs> but nobody thinks about it like that at the point that we're talking price. Right, right. But it generally does equate to around $200 an hour. And the truth of the matter is, um, once it's all said and done, depending on how my day goes, like Uh where I have the time, there's very few tattoos that I don't do almost at least an hour to two hours more of work than than was imagined. You know what I mean? So I'll usually give them a time frame. And sometimes I will get done within a certain amount. Honestly, Sometimes my tattoos look better if I just stop, <laughs> but I'll crawl right inside of it. And I'll just, I'll just start noodling stuff right down in the small details. Yeah. that will never be seen. You know right, what I mean? Right. And, and so I'm just hurting the person for another two hours, <laughs> but that's, that's why I guess I always feel like it's okay to work that extra two hours is because I'm like, yeah. it's just for me. It's so I know it's there. <laughs> You're going to go to the beach one time and all these whites are gone anyways. But man, they look cool today, don't they? If Ernie comes by and he wants to take a picture. Wait, no, if Ernie comes by, I know he's going to want to take a picture. Right. You know, that's what I'm going for. There you go. And then you see it next year and all that white. I like so, Here's the thing, man. I, re- I really love the sun. I, I have a funny story to tell you. And, I, and I'm going to ask you, what would you do in this scenario? Okay. Uh-huh. So generally, when I go to a tattoo convention, I get a lot of people who say, hey, this is what I get. Who should I go to? Right. Yeah, okay. Who, who's the best artist for this tattoo, for this style, blah, 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 blah. Right. 
So I was at the show. Which, let me point out to people, is another reason to buy him a drink. (laughs) Right? Am I wrong? Like, like Pete Carino was at a show, and this guy wanted this tattoo that was, like, kind of perfect for him, right? Like, oh, man, you got to go see Pete. And it was, like, half a sleeve, right? And I'm, like, and so I I gave him Pete's number, tell him I sent you, blah, blah, blah. You that's know, half and, of a day for Pete. Actually, that, that's, oh, yeah. that's not enough that for you. You almost have I, to give Pete the whole sleep. Yeah, and I felt like, hey, <laughs> Pete, did I did I earn a drink? <laughs> but uh, um, so I had this girl come up to me, right? Uh-huh. And she wanted a freaking owl, like a like a, a color owl. Had to be colored. Didn't have to be realistic. More kind of old school, new school type of owl. Okay. Yeah. So she's all like, man, but I only have eight hundred dollars. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, how big do you want it? She's ta- uh, like, Grand, I don't price tattoos, right? But right. the size she wanted and whatever is probably eight hundred dollars, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to name the artist because I don't want to call him out. But I take him up to a Uh-oh. friend. Something. I take mm-hmm. I take him up to a friend and I go, hey, I go, man, I go, I know you have because he had a sketchbook of fucking nothing but owls. Right. And he did color. So I, okay, perfect. So, hey, man, I have this girl right here. This is her name, blah, blah, blah. And she's asked me before, you know, this was in Amarillo. And she asked me a couple of times before, and I would send her to people. Uh I said, hey, this is the owl she wants. She wants an owl this big. I go, but she only has $800. You know, is that something you could work with? And he's looking, he's all like, okay, you know. So at that point, Kyle, what would you say? Uh, yes or no? I don't know. I haven't looked at the tattoo, but I'm, right. No, I, but I would if, imagine I could do it. I will right, relatively but, simple, depending on how they're right. Some, of, some of these a, are just it, the eyes nowadays. Mm-hmm. If you if you had a book of owls that you did and she wanted it, I don't know. You know. Oh, I, I follow know. you. Yeah, I you would say. I mean? Yeah, that's a cool owl. But you know what? I also got these that I like. And, right. Uh, I could probably do any of those for that price. Right. But you would charge her how much? Well, I don't know. I might go up a little bit. Usually you're going to, you're going to test the water. I never intend to rip anybody off, but I want to make sure that you're going to get laid. Right. And if you don't spend (laughs) enough money, right. You know, those girls are going to sniff it out real quick. You ever go to a strip bar and start ordering Bush beer, see how many strippers line up at your table, you know, none. Uh, Guys over there with the pitchers of beer. Those only guys over there. No titties over there, just big sausage fest in the corner with all them bush beers. Right. So, but I tell him, I'm all, she only has $800, right? Mm -hmm. So he's looking, he goes, Well, I have this portfolio of algebra. Oh, she's, oh, I like that one right here. And he goes, Oh, big, oh, not that big. It's right here. Correct. Uh He's like, Okay, um, I'll do it for $400. And I'm looking at him. (laughs) And I'm looking at him. I'm like, you stupid motherfucker. I go, did you just really say you'll do it for 400 when I said she has but, $800 that she wants to spend? Right. Yeah. I don't, you're I mean, not going to say we're not trying to rip them off, but I'm we're not trying try to rip them off. Background but, on that thing. Right. You know, but <laughs> right? I'd be like, well, you know, I could do this and I can add that, that, but I can do it for $800. Well, see, you know that's when, I mean? when I tell somebody about the $600 minimum, I, I always pretty much have to do that. I'd be like, I can guarantee there's a way that we can make it worth that. 
Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but <laughs> like, like I know they're like, cause here's the problem too. Like number one, if you come up to me and your tattoo has in the description, simple or just in it. Right. And it usually is in the first couple of words. Sometimes they're together. You know, I just right. want a little simple. Holy shit. Little as well. Fucking a bitch. You gotta get the <laughs> hell out of here. And it was like three cuss words straight to my face. You right. <laughs> so like, um, when, when you say uh, that, but that changes when you have a $600 minimum and they're like, oh, I just want a little butterfly right here. And you're like, awesome. The thing with that is I do have a $600 minimum. Like, right. Whoa. And you're like, but here's the thing. I'm sure there's something we could add to it or right. think of it in a better, in another fashion that would right. make it, you know, that price. Right, right, right. <laughs> and again, yeah, it's, it's, it's a yeah. good hit or miss, but there's another problem, not even problem. I've been on TV, you know, right. I'm trying to sell that. So sure. Like that matters right. to people. They oh, yeah, come up sure. and they fucking, that's why they want me to do their just little tattoo. It so they happened. can just say that it was done by that asshole it, on that TV show. It just so, happened uh, in Detroit this past year. Yeah. You know with what, what I'm talking about? Mm -mm. That young girl, um, you're tattooing her on Saturday, I believe. Oh, Real young yeah. girl, black hair. Yeah. And she yeah. remembered you from Meek Master. I think she was like fucking 13 years old or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, we did a $800 piece on her or something like that. After yeah, we and, got but done, she waited so. till she was 18 so she could get tattooed by you. Right. And she started out saying she just wanted a this or that. Right. And then we were like, <laughs> yeah, but there's 600 yeah. bucks you, you have to put in my hand and you might as right. well. Well, I didn't want to get uh, I would something like that. I would want to get my lower calf. I'm like, that's a perfect place to tattoo. Okay, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and, and now it honestly for tattoo artists listening, I hope they're the ones listening the most. Really, I probably will right. listen the most to us, brother. But yeah. for the people listening, that matters on, on many different levels. Uh -huh. um, because when you have a higher minimum or when that when you force that conversation right there, you have. Uh -huh also changed the wrestling match the arm wrestling match if you were mm -hmm. right there is like the power struggle because they're always worried that you're trying to rip that somebody's trying to rip them off and they should right you know right people always trying to get work to, uh, so if, if people are always being ripped off they're got to be scared of it so they're scared of it. that's right. why they come into you and and they're kind of feeling it out well how much would you charge for this they know how much they want to spend half the time but they don't want to let you know how much they have because right. if it might come underneath that, they want to buy cigarettes and fucking diapers too. You know, right. they want to get their food or whatever. Right. So you kind of change that scenario though a lot when you come in with a higher minimum. Right. Because and and so in this case, this girl wanted to limit me to some name or some stupid mm -hmm. thing around her wrist right. to keep it small because she didn't think she could afford a bigger piece from me. But right. when I'm like, no, I have to do these bigger pieces, but the truth of the matter is. That's how I work best. Like right. I, I pull out some big mags and some big rounds mm -hmm. and we get down with some texture and shit and we cover a lot of area. Like I've learned from Pete Carino and, and James Vaughn and I'm right. nowhere near their speed or talent, but these are the things that we know that a bigger needle goes, you know, covers more right. space. Right. <laughs> so I think, now I that think, we start uh, designing with four big needles, everything right. changes. We can go yeah. quick, but, I think your I think your uh, minimums too low. Uh, it could that be. Kind of this is me. something me and Candy wrestle, but we yeah. it, typically I'm going to still book out for a day, right. and it, 
the minimums are only for like walk-ups. So if right, it's right. any higher than that, really, they're, they're not going to be able to talk to me about, you know, cause like right, I was right. able to turn that one. It needs to be something they can attend, you know, right. but at the same time when they can't, and that happens more often than the ones that can, uh -huh. I know that they go out and then they enrich my friends, mm -hmm. you know, because then they go out and be like, fucking hey, dickhead over there fucking wants 600 bucks just to fucking talk to him. He was trying to charge me for a picture, <laughs> you know, and then they're like, yeah, oh, Kyle. Yeah, he's like that. Uh, why? What were you thinking? <laughs> you know, and then they can hit him up with whatever price is closer to property. Right, right? Yeah. But yeah. now it sets their customer up in the right spot, too. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> and, and so it, it to me, it's almost like not really a favor, but yeah, a favor, right? That you, you, you do to the industry. Um, I got on Halo about it. I didn't get mad at him. I'm going to make it sound like I was tough on him. <laughs> but uh, Halo was keeping his price at the same price. I don't know where he's at now, but if you're looking for an Ink Master tattoo, you, there's a chance that Halo is one of the most talented and possibly the best. Good luck getting into his books. But mm -hmm. I, I explained to him too something. I was like, you know, hey, what are, we, what are you doing though? Because he, he felt bad about imagining that just because he was on Ink Master now, his price would go up when it wasn't correlated in his idea with um, a huge advancement in his ability. Right. But then I'll sit, I'll sit down. I'm like, well, did it make you better? The experience through Ink Master. And he's like, well, fuck mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it did. Right. And did it make you more prominent in your customers? Did you get more clientele that were interested in getting work? Well, yeah, I did. Right. <clears throat> and if I'm going to get tattooed by Halo or Joe Blow Me and they're mm -hmm. doing the same tattoo and they're the same fucking price, who, who, who do you think I'm going to get tattooed by? by so Halo. at one yeah. point, you're kind of not doing, you know, you, you want to pay it forward to your own industry. Right. But. Uh, I don't know what he ever. <laughs> I, I imagine he he did appreciate that. I also, for me, there was a level too where I realized that I don't. I play up to the level I charge. If mm -hmm. I charge you a uh, uh, six hundred dollars for your little tattoo, it's gonna look good. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. If I charge you six hundred dollars for your huge tattoo, you know, way too big for me, it's gonna uh -huh. look like shit. <laughs> You know, life's about yeah. that balance. Yeah. Isn't that what we learned from City Slickers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Jack Palance. <laughs> that was that guy's name with the one finger. It's yeah, all about the, one. The... <laughs> and he, he died the next day, right? Like to add in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After they I, I look the back path. on these movies, I'm like, right, did we really buy this shit? Would I buy it nowadays? I'm such a cynic, though. I can't watch movies. <laughs> Terrible. What you? Yes. What keeps you entertained? I'm curious myself. Besides tattooing, what's keeping you entertained? Oh, like hobby wise, or you know, yeah, well, yeah. In general, you know. I know you I ain't play, got no other hobbies. Actually, I play poker. Okay. Well, of course you do. Right, you also okay. drink and smoke cigars. That was <laughs> yeah, I play poker. Uh, <laughs> you know, here's the thing: when when I'm at home, I'm kind of hey. like a homebody. Let me give you my secret to poker. What's if you that? meet the people that you're ask this question, uh -huh. ask everybody personally on a one-on-one, -on -one, preferably so you can study their face. Uh -huh. If they pee in the shower or not. 
<laughs> okay. I'm I'm convinced 100% of people do. <clears throat> now, when they start to tell you about how they don't, hope hopefully they say they don't. Because uh-huh. they're going to ask them three different ways, you know, so you get that. You're going to get three different tells. <laughs> you get like if you don't pee in the shower, it's like, what for? Right. Why is this tub so sacred? You wash your dog's filthy ass in that shit. You're washing <laughs> the dirt off of your body down into it. Right. The tub ain't the sacred part. Oh, is it your feet are so sacred? What? You ain't washing them, you dirty motherfucker. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that if you get some urine on your feet, you're going to wash them. Oh, that just goes, yeah. Right. You know, you you sometimes you wash your hands after you you urinate. Right. And why is that? Oh, you never get pee on yourself. I understand. You never get pee on yourself. <laughs> but you do wash your hands on the off chance that you somehow did get pee on yourself. And that's acceptable for your hands. And then to go shake my fucking hands. So it ain't your feet. <laughs> it ain't the tub. It ain't the feet. So for some reason in that moment, and just to ask the question and you not be completely shocked that the idea ever occurred, it's a known. Everybody has been in there. The water changes the temperature and suddenly you're like, I got to go. It, am I going to get out and make the, the floor filthy? Do I want to mop up? <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that everybody lies in that situation. And, right. and by following that line of questioning, you can get two or three tells, you know, because right. then you can ask <laughs> them, be like, because you can ask, ask them about their feet. Be like, why not? Because you might get it on your feet. And then you're going to explain to them how, well, you wash your hands when you pee, right? Uh, yeah. And you're like, and that's acceptable. Like you right. just shook my hand a minute ago. That was acceptable. And you washed your hands when you pee. It's not acceptable right. for your feet. You're going to wash your feet. You know, you're in the shower. Got soap. <laughs> All this time, there's, they're, they, they're, they've got to, you know, reformulate their attack right. for, for why they have dignity. The truth of the matter is, just if they lie about it, then they're just trying to have some dignity and be like, oh, you shouldn't be talking about such nasty shit to me. Right. But, and then they're going to lose all concentration in their poker game. At, at that's the, that's right where I'm going next, too. <laughs> However, oh, I don't gamble, yeah. so I ain't yeah. trying that one. Yeah, but you but, let me know how it turns out. You gonna try it? I am gonna try it. I am gonna try it. Next, my next poker tournament. <laughs> Just be like, hey guys, I was on this podcast with this kid, and uh, man, he told me some stupid. But he really said he thoroughly believes that one hundred point five percent of people pee in the shower. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Because it'll get the whole table talking and everybody losing concentration. Yeah, and then you can just ask them. And then ask them right at their hands. Don't even ask them, you know, talk about the hands. Right. Just be like, man, I, I really want to follow you into this fucking before the river. I really, I'm going to follow you in here. But before I do, what I really want to know, just take a little bit of time. I was, do you, though, do you pee in the shower? <laughs> like, what the fuck's even talk about? No, I don't pee in the shower. And you'd be like, yeah, and do you have them queens? <laughs> no, I don't have them queens. Exact same fucking answer. You're bluffing. Freaking hilarious. I'm gonna, I am gonna, gonna be gonna rich. That. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I hope it works, man. <laughs> but uh, when do you, you play know, your next game? How can we? When can we test this theory? I'm gonna. I Saturday. I play. No, Friday. I play Friday. I have a tournament Friday night and Saturday night. Oh man, it sounds painful. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> but it's fun. It's relaxing for me. You know what no, I mean? No, it's not. Yeah. Is it? Come on. Yeah, it's why relaxing win? to take win, your money so you... <laughs> when you win. How does it feel when you lose? You know, it depends how much I lose. <laughs> <laughs> it depends how much I lose. <laughs> I get I get angry. So I play Call of Duty and I get really uh-huh. anxious and I'll yell at my teammates and shit, you know, uh-huh. and like they, they do some of the stupidest shit. This is like number one, two, three, like just fundamentals, right? Of right. like playing. Yeah. But when I play poker, I get the same levels of anxiety as when I play Call of Duty, <laughs> right? Right. Except I have to try and control them. Right. And then it like, like I can play with friends and stuff, you know, nickels, dimes, dollars. Right. But uh, if, if we're talking about a tournament, that just sounds right. so painful. It just sounds 100, like 100, 200, $300. Oh, so it's just had, not even the money, just all the gut wrenching, the hand after hand after hand. Right, like, right. Oh, and then then there it was fucking a 10 right on the flop. Right. And for some reason, <laughs> this guy, you know, was holding on them tens. He watched two kings flop and he was like, well, I got two pair, even though he's obviously I'm betting on three kings, motherfucker. It's obvious. Right? I should have scared him the fuck away. But he's like, I don't know. This is my first time at a table ever. And what's on the goddamn river? Here it right, comes. Yeah. Ten. <laughs> And then he just smiled too. Didn't oh, even try yeah. and bluff my ass. Nope. I followed him in just because he smiled like that. I was like, fuck <laughs> it. You might as well have all my money. I'm going. I'm on. Done with this tournament. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Because that moment actually comes too often for me. You probably right. know it. Because oh, you yeah. have to. Yeah. It, it's probably like my understanding of it would be like getting choked out. <laughs> like there are moments when you can, if you can ch- maintain calm. Think about your fundamentals, your uh-huh. breathing, catch a little bit of air, create a little right. bit of space, go to Try the weak to do, side, yeah. <laughs> then, then you can get it. But you got yeah. it. If you start to panic, you're done. Right. Right. <laughs> Same thing in poker. Right. Yeah. But I get to that moment. Right. Where it's like do or die. And even if just the exact scenario I explained, I got three kings because I got a king and an eight. Right. And he's right. got two two tens down. He just hit a ten on the river. Right. <laughs> I. I'm, I'm following him in. I'm just at that moment where, like, you know what? Fuck it. Even though I know that he had them texts. <laughs> I'm going to pay you anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, you know what? Here's the rest of it. Fuck it. I only had like 500 left. What was I going to turn? Was I going to scrimp and save and, and, and watch my aunties and my right. fucking opening bets eat up all of my oh. cash? Right. Was I just going to go home? <laughs> See, so when you say about tournament, though, that's even longer, right? Because there's like oh, yeah. different brackets. You got a loser's bracket, even. Right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I've been in a tournament where there's like 85 players. It starts off with 85, you know. Or how long does it take? 60. Well, it depends how long you last, you know. <laughs> okay. <Fair> <laughs> it could take anywhere from, you know, three to four. I mean, Saturday, when I played Saturday, it was six hours, but I won. Okay. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, how does it feel had, five hours in? To a six I'm hour like ready to, yeah i'm like ready to go i'm like i gotta i you know i'm ready to call it a night you know what i mean but i had it's, a, it feels uh, like do or die on every yeah situation. it's do or die it's, at that point you're like you're you're not even playing poker you're gambling you're like all right what can okay. i do to get the rest of this guy's money let's hurry this up you know that what i mean there's kind a of difference not playing the poker you're gambling yeah. <laughs> right <Yeah. on. laughs> but, and that's where you do start to bolster you're like pushing around oh, yeah. with your way if you got yeah. it I have, I, have, I have a three four and i'm freaking raising you know? <laughs> <laughs> right uh, straight's I mean, coming 
Acting like I have freaking pocket kings or some shit like that, you know. <laughs> I'm probably I, boring people with this, but I understand completely. Well, no, people probably know poker too. Oh yeah, I understand completely because, and that's why I can't play yeah. Yeah. or really gamble that much because it just yeah. it really hurts. It's like wanting to win a tattoo con- contest yeah. and then not oh, winning. Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, you see you, how painful that is every weekend. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's uh 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 uh, you know, and uh, man. Gosh, I don't even know if I should say it. Do you think a majority of tattoo contests are not biased? I do. I have. Here's what happens. I'm wrong a lot. And yes, (laughs) I think that the majority of competition is because my wife's a judge. I know that she strives and has found methods actually and Uh employs them and sometimes has to. And that's the sad part. Sometimes she has to employ methods i won't say where we're at but right. we were uh, a while ago we were t- um judging i i wasn't there actually judging right. the candy gets done and right. she was like man this girl seemed like she she really liked this number blah 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 and we uh-huh. called them both back up because i was just like that i remembered it not it being scratchy not smooth enough and i wrote that down actually scratchy it was really nice but i wrote down scratchy so i knew to bring it back up comes back up and they compare it to the one the candy likes right uh-huh. and this other girl doesn't even have this one marked up but candy's like man i really felt like it was the number one so right. like I'd, I'd like to have so they come up and they look at them together and you know how that is like right you know right away oh that's mm-hmm. that's the better right so that's obvious and then they get done and candy's they're leaving after the whole day is judging so like oh man that one one it's gonna be a hard time at my shop this weekend Kane's like, oh, what do you mean? She's like, well, I mean, it was the better one, but you know that that one, the guy that did it works at a compet- competing shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now the right the right outcome came out, but only because Candy was able to feel the strength of sticking to the guns. Mm-hmm. Of this competition is not just important for the people involved right. or the right. people that we might know, but it's important for the integrity because those people that we know that if they win or lose, uh-huh. if they if they lose, um, then they don't know that they should get better. Right. Right. And right. If they win, then uh, then fucking it meant something. If right. you know, what I mean, because otherwise, what the fuck? It didn't mean I, I, it happened to me once. Somebody uh, in a a shitty Ohio tattoo convention way back in the day, the tornado took the roof off this thing while we were there one time. I smoked a joint with a guy that was a tattoo artist. Um, And after we got done, he he ended up being asked to judge. And he saw my wife getting in line. And the coolest looking tattoo, a trophy that I have. Unfortunately, most of them are all like bowling trophies. This one's like an eagle. And he told me after he got done, he's like, yep, I saw your wife in line. So I was like, zero, zero, zero. <laughs> yeah, oh it hurt, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. But from that, like I got I think that's probably why my wife has the level or what helps right. her have the level of integrity that she does for it because she knows how it made me feel right. to be so excited to get this stupid trophy, uh-huh. you know. And then to have the rug just pulled out from underneath me, like, yeah, right. but it wasn't your merit that got it. Right. But sure, you got it. And, and that does right. happen. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't feel I um some he, I know that this also happens, though. Uh, the, as much as 
sometimes maybe candy ain't up there and uh-huh. it does get biased. Oftentimes there is also uh, an imagination of that mm-hmm. on the participants because right. it can be hard. I still do it today with Ink Master. I'm like, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll search for the reason why I didn't win. I forget mm-hmm. that I'm not as good as Halo. Right. <laughs> you know, and he only got to four. So I like I forget that I'm not as good as sausage. When I say that one bites my butt a little bit. Um, <laughs> I forget that I didn't turn in as good work as 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 uh, Scott for sure. Right. You know, or Maddie, and all mm-hmm. that. It, it, it but the it, it, so that would make me stretch for conspiracies. Right. I I think you and, know and I, I think do. Hard, <laughs> you know what I think it's hard about judging for tattoos yeah. for tattoo uh, for tattoo judges is that it's such a variety comes up for best of day, right? Yeah. Not necessarily mm-hmm. small, black, and gray, because you know it's going to be small, black, and gray, right? But you have mm-hmm. such a variety when you got realism, you got new school, you got old school, traditional. you got photo, you got traditional, mm-hmm. yeah. You know Everything. what I mean? And then, and so, then just some abstract watercolor. Right. And, <laughs> and so as a judge, like, do do some do do people feel that okay there should be a judge up there that knows color there should be a judge up there that knows black and gray there should be a judge up there that knows watercolor you know what i mean so it's hard for one person you know um you know for for people to realize that it's freaking hard to judge you know what i mean it's really hard to judge everybody should do it before they really bitch about it Right. If you're you ever know, sitting on the side, it's good to ask the judges if what they think you it never ask the judge, in my opinion, uh, why yours didn't win so much as you right. ask what you could do to improve yours and to ask them what qualities about the one that won that they liked right. above yours, because so here, that, that gives you a chance to study the winning one, too. Right. But here's the thing. I don't think so. You know why? Because what if what if that judge is a color artist and you're asking about a black and gray tattoo? Right. Would well, it, I wouldn't mean, it be there's more three beneficial? Of them up there too. Well, right. But would it, wouldn't it what? be more beneficial? Let's say we're at Motor City, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't complain at Motor City, right? There's no freaking way. But let's just say you're at Motor City and your black and gray tattoo didn't win. Okay. So are you going to go up to a color artist and be like, hey, why didn't it win? You know, are you going to go up to Bob or Marshall and be like, hey, my tattoo didn't win. What do you see on here that I could improve on? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, it, you know Bob, what I'm saying? Like, because Bob and Marshall didn't judge. And right. You could go up to them to ask. No, right. I, I think I don't. I don't like that as much because then it seems like you're bringing people in like your little fucking pity party of well, like, hey, help, de- help justify my car. My, my right my cry home tonight you right know? well maybe yeah yeah i mean i don't i don't i don't want to say i, I would ask maybe the judges because experience. they got to see him together but one thing yeah. that does happen and i wish it didn't it's it, in the in the desire of brevity or time i think sometimes uh I, I wish they brought the top top five to ten up you know like the first right. little bit i think should be get rid of everybody that's uh-huh. in the way and then if we can narrow it down to five to six people, if they were all standing in front of us, that would really be helpful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would help I mean, the other, those five people too, because right. then they'd have the ability, they would look at it and be like, oh, that's a beautiful, yeah, yeah that's why he's winning. Yeah. Is because there's that. 
right. or they, they would see how the judges were looking at it too. And, and that definitely happens. Right. Some, you get a judge that someday is just like, I fucking hate watercolor. It's stupid. Right. And <laughs> like that watercolor artist is going to have a hard time impressing it, you right. know? Right. Right. But now there's levels of, di- of difficulty. So I think candy's kind of, I, I'm, I hate to, well, I do. I well, love to speak I mean, on her she's behalf been around for a long time, looking at a bunch of different tattoos and you know, right. you know what I mean? She I can think, look at that variety. She has, she has her first overall emotion. I, I, I shouldn't order it. I know that she takes an emotional feel from it. You know, like how right. does she immediately feel as a right. response? Then right. she looks for how technically the pieces of it that are done are done. Right. One thing, if it's color, how is its saturation and its gradients? And then right. two, if it's gray shade, how is its gradation and how, right. how solid is its blacks? Does it seem like it's in there smoothly or is it chopped up? Right. Then she'll really like, if it gets down to the nitty gritty of it, most times inside of a tattoo, you can find a spot where it's, not, you know, there is a mess mistake, you know, if there, there's big ones. And so, mm-hmm. and, and then when you, just put it on its numbers like that you can kind of remove the emotion of it. like because mm-hmm. really i don't give a fuck if it was from a movie at the point that i'm saying well there was that one blown out line or right. there's that one section that that wasn't right with the with the portrait part mm-hmm. or there was an unfinished bit what, whatever it is usually right. there'll be technical points but that's just if you get the chance to but it, well not that it's hard for the for the people that are wearing the tattoos and to understand the, yeah. and the artists. Yes. To understand yeah. that a little bit easier. I think if they're standing next to each other, because right. then they really do get an, an opinion of, you know, well, I was up there five people right. and you know, they were picking three, which is, sure. is tough at villain arts, villain arts. Uh, I think they give out up to five places in some of the categories. Cause sometimes they have hundreds of participants. They, they've right. got like 80 to a hundred routinely in some of these, categories that's a a long that's a long day (laughs) and so imagine if if you were bringing all of them back up though to look at you know so like you get 80 people even narrowing it down to five would be tough oh yeah for sure so (laughs) they're they're inside of that it's unfortunate because um i've complained about it my whole career about judging right i -hmm. no longer put anything in my wife doesn't like my work anyways, and it sucks when she has to tell me. So <laughs> uh, I didn't get care? one again. Do you huh? even care anymore? Do you care if you win a trophy? Or Fuck, you, if, or you, just if you enter that shit, yeah, I want my mom to love me. I don't know. She don't love me when I don't win. I don't know. <laughs> it just feels like, I've, but that that is how I try to play it down for people. Right. Some people make it a real big, important. Oh, yeah. Life. Want, no. Look, I know you're like, yeah, your mom loves you now, bad. doesn't she? She yeah. was wrong. Hey, you should go show your high school counselor that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit of a dick about it, but rightfully so, right? Right, right. Like if you're basing your your level of humanity on you, that's the same thing that I get mad about these apprentice or these young tattoo mm-hmm. artists doing, imagining that somebody's worth as a human is only mm-hmm. by how much you can take from them or gain from them or right. uh, the status that you achieve by being around them. Right. Which is another like disgusting part yeah. of um, clicky tattooing. Right. Which I, I am mad about clicks. 
but uh, I don't like to be not inclusive. I'd like to be like, right. I'm, I'm the asshole. I do it way too much. I've had to try mm-hmm. to stop. I don't even know how to stop. But when you hand me the joint and there's someone on my right or my left, depending on which yeah. way it's going, and they're like, maybe not in the circle, but they're close enough. And they seem, I, you know, we're all tattooed at the same. I'm like one love right. brother. And I pass that right. shit on and, you know, I shouldn't sometimes right. you know because okay. it's like who wants his herpes in this mix and <laughs> <laughs> we don't know him but yeah. it, it, i don't know inside of people i hear them say that the the tattooing conventions are often clicky and right like i just didn't like how clicky it was i feel like <clears throat> everything is and oh yeah really sure. you should only be mad if those clicky people aren't also friendly you know, right, right. If they're a bunch of catty I, bitches, I get it. Right. But if they're happy to be clicky with you, then fucking get in the click, bitch. You know, see, here, here's the thing. When I do a tattoo convention, so early on in my career and as a tattoo magazine photographer, I don't know if you noticed, but I used to go on Fridays and I would not have anything on, meaning I didn't have no camera. I didn't have no credentials. <laughs> I didn't have anything. And I would yeah, walk I think around. I, was aware. I would walk around to all the booths collecting cards, stickers, or whatever, and I'd say hi to tattoo artists. Okay. So then uh-huh. I'd have some that would completely ignore me. And then <laughs> I would have some that'd be like, hey man, how's it going? Oh, good, man. How are you? What's your name? Oh, I'm Ernie. What's your name? Oh, all right, man. You ready for the show? Yeah, good time, bro. I'm kind of excited, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and you're shooting the shit, right? And then you move on. And, you, and, you know, you get some rude artists and you get some nice artists, right? Mm-hmm. So, but you get a real good feel for them then, actually. You get a real good feel for them, right? Okay. But then I come around with my camera and my credentials. <laughs> yeah, and that same change. person that ignored me <laughs> is like, hey, what's your name? Like, motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. I was just here. You know, because they call I'm me looking- a new set of hot tits, motherfucker. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> so I'm looking for the people that are genuine. Right. You know what I mean? Now, granted, yeah. like, am I clicky? Maybe. You know, if Big C's is at a show, yeah, I'm going to hang out with Big C's. If you guys are at a show, I'm going to hang out with you guys. If Marshall and Don, I'm hanging out with you guys, right? Yeah, but, but my you're job not as a photographer, people. No, but I, my job as a photographer is to find, look, when, when I was starting off, I was so freaking tired of seeing Nico in the magazine, right? Here, Nico Hurtado. Bob Turo, I Nico will Hurtado, never Bob be Turo. tired of seeing his work in the magazine, <laughs> <Right>. though. <laughs> no, that, very true, but my job as a photographer is to find those people that nobody knows. Right. Well, right. Pony L- Lawson, right? Pigpen. He came up. I know him as Pigpen. Okay. He used to I, work for Billy Jack. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of these guys, that's, that's yeah. kind of the way I feel about here. I mean, and you know it too, right? So you knew yeah. me before I was ever on it. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. we've known, and you knew Cease before he is, it, several. You know, yeah. Clint, I'm sure too, probably. I don't yeah, know if Clint, he, um, I, I, I don't have know if Sarah was traveling. All these people that we've known in the inside, I feel like it could be anybody. Like, like right. the, I could have been, and that the truth of the matter is, I'm, we're pretty blessed because we got some really cool friends. Oh, if we yeah. were to exclude people based on the so many things that that we that, that form a clique from our i did then then we would not be you know that's not fun no like, uh-uh. that would make us really uh, not cool so <laughs> i remember one time out of i was at a show cool. mm-hmm. i was at a show in el paso right 
and there was a tattoo artist there. I forgot what we made a bet or whatever, and she owed me a steak dinner, right? So we're gonna go have steak, right? And Liz and Cookie had just per- showed up to the hotel. Cookie, Liz Cook's husband. Yes, and so Cookie, um, cookie Cook, as it were. Cookie Cook, yeah. And actually, so, is um, her? Did she take his last name? I believe so. So is it actually that that's where he gets the name Cookie? Is because his last name is? I've never put this together. Yeah, I always thought of her as being independent. independent. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Yeah. All right, well that just dawned on me. My yeah. reality just got yeah. that makes more sense. So yeah. Cookie's name is Cook. Yeah. yeah, Cookie Cook. Yeah. What's his first name? You know? No, I've always known him as Cookie. Oh, I want to make fun of him about his first I've name. I've always known him as Cookie. Yeah, it's like yeah. Alfonso or something. Harold. Yeah. All right. Anyways, moving on. So Liz Cook so and her husband Cook. They, they just get to the hotel. So like, hey, uh-huh. where are you going? I go, well, I'm going to go have a steak dinner. Like, oh, man, could we go with you? I said, well, I'm going with somebody. Let me ask. And so I get to the car. I said, hey, is it okay if Liz and Cookie come? My friends said, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, no problem. You know, she had a family van, right? So right. we all pile in and she gets in and she fucking freaks the hell out. She was like, oh, my God, you're Liz Cook. And oh, my God, you're <laughs> fucking amazing. And oh, my God, I right. can't believe you're yeah. in my car. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is just that we're fucking people, right? We're all friends right. and we're yeah. people. My friend could be your friend. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not that. Do we have a click? I wouldn't say so. We do in a sense that if, you know, we're at a bar, we're hanging out. But if somebody on the outside wants to come in and say, hey, Kyle, fucking I love you. I need master. Cool. Come I on in. Has a problem with it. You know, and what somewhat I mean? before with it. I was ever on Ink Master before, um, like that we were meeting people like this and real quick realizing there were real people, Caesar right. and uh, Duchess and um, uh, from L.A. Inc., Amy Nicoletto. Right. Amy's super so- cool. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, she's fucking super cool. And then so like meeting someone like that who she was on LA Inc. LA Inc. And then had her own fucking uh, yeah, LA, and then had her own kind of spinoff rival thing with it, right? With, with great success, right. um, super famous in people's like you would go out to eat with her and people would be mm-hmm. like, oh my god, and they all be pointing and shit. Mm-hmm. It was oh yeah, and it so it wasn't. I don't know. It's not that crazy. Like after real quick, you're like this person. And maybe that's a lesson to anybody. Actually, anybody you meet will be cooler if you right. treat them just like a person person. Yeah. Like yeah. You you ain't got, like a- they know who they are uh-huh. and, and they're done sucking their own penis. I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> There's probably people out there. They're like, that maybe get let down if you don't tell them how cool you think they are. And right. I do appreciate it. I like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But even when someone tells me about, oh my God, you were on Ink Master, it's like, they well, fuck, yeah, I guess you know now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, what are the chances you didn't watch episode eight, season four? <laughs> I'm hoping there, what's the chances you didn't see season four? I like season right. three a lot better. Like right. if someone comes in and be like, dude, I stopped watching after season three. I just threw my TV out. I was done with it or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be like, dude, you're awesome. <laughs> I love you. I think and not what, that I, I mm-hmm. you know what season I stopped after. Oh my God. I don't know if I want to say what, what season was big season six. I feel like it, 
Oh, I thought he was like on 11 or something. No, he was down there. I stopped watching. Were you, were you, you were on the season with Clint, right? Nope. Uh, he was on two. I was on three and then four. And then they went to rivals. Mark right. Long and Necker was on, you know, a bunch of people actually, yeah. but we knew Mark. But uh, I got tired but, of it because, you know, you know, it's not about the tattoos, right? It was like, I oh, feel like I he might've been on that season right there, actually. It was yeah. Five yeah. or six. Yeah, I think Aaron it was five is. or six. He, did he have a rival? Yeah, it was keto. It was a uh, okay. Uh, yep. It was something master versus apprentice or some shit like that. Okay, so that was and, and that's that when uh, Aaron six. is had a uh, Amy Nicoletto. I mean, not Amy. I'm sorry, Emily Delgado, right? Well, yeah, but that wasn't master versus was apprentice. That, for that one that was just rivals. That was rivals. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he was master versus apprentice or something like that. I don't, I don't fun know. trying to figure I it out. I know that. I, I I stopped. I think after season six or whatever. You know, know. but. You know, it was still uh, a good show, I guess, but for me, it was hard to watch. So, yeah. I mean, and and then I would know friends that would be on. I tried to watch more of them when Josh was on it. Josh Payne was on it. I wanted to watch more. Yeah, of it. I was really I excited watched, to I see Juan Salgado. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I watched when friends were on it too. You know, and I recognized Joe when Joey Hamilton won. You know, he was on Ink. Yep. Before Ink Masters. Yeah, he had that Ink swag. He yeah, came well, in he with that like, swag. Yeah, no, he was on Ink, the show Ink with uh, Hart and Huntington. Yep. No, I yeah, remember. Because uh, didn't Scotty, I thought Scott, I, I used to think Scotty had it some kind of, remember there was also that lotion called Ink, and Scotty was a part of it. <laughs> oh, and really? I thought that they were all kind of linked together in some way. Yeah. They might no, I, I used to call him the Abercrombie model. He used to get pissed at me. I mean, uh, what's up, Abercrombie? <laughs> well, the guy's got some fashion. Well, he probably don't like Amber Crown because that's <laughs> isn't that a isn't that a douchebag thing or something now? Kind of, I yeah, I kind did of, it become? Yeah. It's like a, it, yeah, I mean, it wasn't back then, but yeah, right on. Oh, um, but uh, uh, yeah, because he he shops. I remember him saying it, and it yeah, I I still get a little tickled. You listen to me, I'm a little tickled right now thinking about it. But he like said a a dude's name. And then it, 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 with a complete straight face, explained that that's the only place he shops. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, oh, right on, man. They make a Marshalls too. You never yeah. been to TJ Maxx, I suppose. <laughs> do, do you, think you have a- my favorite is an upscale French place called Target. <laughs> Target? Yeah. Oh yeah, well, God. Target, I guess. I don't know. It was, oh, my God. Say it with French name. It's <laughs> nice because they got the fiddle faddle right there by the flip oh, flops and the crocs. Do you have a, a favorite season other than your own? Um. Yeah, I haven't really seen too many. My favorite season will forever be three. <laughs> uh, if, other than any that I've on, though, um. I liked, I was excited that Josh won. I thought he probably yeah. should have, but I didn't get to watch anyway. I really, yeah, I, yeah. I start yelling in the mirror. Um, I think so my I most guess it would have to was, be season two if it wasn't that, because I really liked watching Clint on there. Yeah. And I liked I watching Sarah twist her face up. Right. And, uh, and Steve was on there. So that was fun to watch. Yeah. It, 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 one was good, but I yeah. felt like two, it started, you know, picking up the steam. Picking up you speed, see yeah. Double yeah. production. All I think kind of uh, uh, Clint was good for TV for sure. So with all this, your love of film and, uh-huh. and why aren't you shooting television? Why aren't you shooting tattoo television? 
You know, cause, because like, I, I, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't know why. Cause I don't well, have anything in mind other than a round table. You know what I mean? Because oh, of, I, of uh, the old timers talking and all. Right. But, but you know what the thing is, is like, I can have a round table with, with you, Marshall, Bob, you know, uh, Toby. Right. You know well, what I, I imagine mean? you could also set up, um, what was it? They were doing those little inked interviews. See, that's why right. I feel like given the right circumstances, there are a lot of tattoo artists that may not be ready for prime time. Let's say right. <laughs> like not a set, like Saturday Night Live uh, mm-hmm. was back in the day, but they are fucking hilarious. I mean, if, if we go to any given show, uh-huh. um, who is it? it seems like Inked does something like where they have, tattoo artists yeah they have tattooers doing interviews well they have them doing like they show them like celebrity tattoos and they get reaction or they have them tell stories about their worst tattoo experience or their yeah well nobody monopolizes that shit that's what i'm saying (laughs) yeah when 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 you basically say listen hey give me content for free right (laughs) you're right it's not your proprietary uh, you know see but the yeah, but that's the thing. I don't want to do stuff like that because to me, right. that's like, oh, come on. I don't want well, you to look at it. So I don't want to, I don't want Kyle Dunbar to look at Rihanna's tattoo and talk about it. I don't give a well, shit. Yeah, well, we ain't talking about Rihanna's tattoo. There's, there's much better topics. There's that's much right. better topics, right? Half so, the time, you just let the kids get in there and start going with it, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'd rather <laughs> film something like that. You know, I don't want to, yeah. and, you know, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's time it's money it's you have, time away yeah. from my family you know oh, yeah. I mean? how many how many shows are you traveling to nowadays as it is you know you know it slowed down obviously right because of covid right. and, COVID and whatnot the number um, on us yeah you know but i remember you know one year i did something like freaking 18 shows and like four or five tattoo shots you know and i was freaking tired throughout that year and my wife she's all you know i feel like a single parent because right. I was gone so much, you know what I mean. So, uh, um, now well, are I'm you shooting saying, these? Wh- how are you shooting the the the? You're not shooting at the conventions as often then for the magazine. No, I am. I mean, I'm doing you know uh, shooting pretty much all the Carnival of Ink shows right in Missouri. You know, we got okay. Springfield, yeah. Lake of the Ozarks, Kansas City. Um, I did, um, you know, the show in North Carolina. You know, Chris Hollingsworth show, uh, what's it called? Art in the, uh, I don't know, Jimmy Litwak was there, Brian Everett, Tony Olivas, Marshall. You know, I did that mm-hmm. show. Um, I'm doing a lowrider event in Kansas City. Is that only five or six a year, though? That's far less yeah, than Yeah, about five or, five or six a year. You know what I mean? Um, so you're getting most of your content, then? How are you yeah, doing Yeah, that's that? where I'm getting most of my content, yeah. Oh, still yeah. from the shows? Still from the shows, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I might go to, a, I might travel to a tattoo shop, you know, to, you know, like when I did Billy Jack shop, you know, I just drove out to Dallas, you know, right. I, you know, I don't mind, you know, the f- four hour drive or something like that. You know what I mean? But, uh, Texas. uh yeah, you know, but, <laughs> driving you know, in Texas, th- th- this is where my shows are where I see you guys. Right. Right. You know, I don't see your extended family. Yeah. I don't want to see you once a year. I want to see you more than once a year. You know what I mean? I don't just want to see you at Motor City or. I know it's uh, a struggle that we got. We we like uh, we've tried to slow down on these shows 
Yeah. And then eventually you're like, I, I do them because I miss the people. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> then too, not only that, when you when you guys were traveling in your RV, that was freaking great because you guys came That's here. That's pretty cool. And I got to yeah. see you guys at Mel G shop. Yeah, you that know? was awesome. Yeah. Did, were you, you there know? that day that girl came out and was dousing her whole head with baking powder? Or baby powder? <laughs> no. It was the craziest thing I've seen, man. Oh I thought that, like, it, it, I've never seen anybody get taken out by a 50 cal from over a mile away, right? <laughs> but when this girl come out of the gas station that was facing the tattoo shop, she was right, right. right towards the uh, the tattoo shop, a little strip mall behind that gas station. Right. She had gotten some baby powder. And she, you know how it is when you just put it down, you squeeze it, and a bunch right. of that baby powder can come out. And yeah. she just started, she was blasting it on her face like a shower. <laughs> but it was a windy Oklahoma day. Right. And so as soon as that she blasts on her face, it went poof. <laughs> like it looked like like blood splatter from getting shot by a 50 cal at a, on a Call of Duty game or something. Oh my God. And I, I was like, wow, this zombie just got wasted. Now, my first thought, because it's baby powder, <laughs> Is that this person is getting ready for a zombie crawl? <laughs> right? You ever done them? No, but I've seen them. Yeah, people just get together. Put, yeah, me and Candy, the family, sometimes we do them. They do them in Flint here sometimes. Yeah. But uh, they're fun. You just grab some cork or some black makeup, put it around your eyes, douse yourself in baby powder. Good to go. You know, get a little <laughs> antique action and then right. go slough through the streets. But she ain't sloughing through the streets. She's still switching it. Like, like, uh, I don't know. It was just so crazy. Then she walked over to us because I was astounded. My jaw was agape and the guy smoking a cigarette next to me. He didn't see any of it because he was asking me for a light. And I was trying to tell him that I don't smoke, but I was just still, st I was like, I don't, um, I, uh, <laughs> cause I couldn't form words. Right. And it's, it's, she started making a beeline just straight for us, man. And normally, honestly, I, I'll interview that stuff and have a blast, but it right. did scare me enough. I went inside. <laughs> he sat out with her and smoked a cigarette. But no, was, uh, I wasn't there, but that's freaking hilarious. Dude, fucking, I, I still don't know why. Like, what was the purpose of the baby powder? Who in the hell knows? <laughs> that's funny. Anyways. Yeah. Those are memories, man. We all memories. <laughs> yep, down there at Mel D's shop in Oklahoma, yeah. Tulsa. Oklahoma, yeah. So, um, you know, so you know, so I want to see my extended family more often. You know what I mean? And that's kind of uh, another thing that drives me. You know what I mean? Another reason why I want to do yeah. what I do. You know, um, you know, because you know, sometimes, you know. Um, some of our extended family are thicker than blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what we keep learning is that we're not guaranteed another time seeing them. No. Mm -mm. I'm, nope. I'm, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I, you know, what's funny is, is like, uh, 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 you know, I kind of grew up in the tattoo convention circuit with Clint, you know what I mean? And I re yeah, remember, I do. Because that's where yeah. my thoughts go immediately when I think about some of them not being with us. Yeah, you know, is, and, uh, straight man, to them. You know, it's like freaking nobody could freaking. You're, you're a close second. You're a close second, but nobody could freaking oh. tell a story like Clint. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? <laughs> Clint, uh, yeah, 
Man, that guy <laughs> no one can tell a story too. like Clint. Yeah, and he was one entertaining motherfucker, you know. And uh, um, you know, we kind of grew fun. up in the industry in the convention circuit together. And 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 you knew you him know, far before the TV stuff. Oh yeah, why well, help him get on Ink Master? How'd that go? So we're I was in Orange County shooting a tattoo convention. Um, and Ink Master was there. Okay, they're there. They had like a table in the lobby, and they were looking at a at tattoo artists. convention. Yeah, uh-huh. they're at a tattoo convention. They're looking in, at artists for so, casting. Then for casting. So she, the girl came up to me. She goes, hey, I hear you're a tattoo magazine photographer. You know, a lot of the artists, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, who do you think would be good for TV for Ink Master? <laughs> That's a fucking Clint. <laughs> Immediate. <laughs> you know, like Clint, right? Like, that came right out of my mouth. I go, yeah, oh, I'm I go, surprised. Freaking amazing. Surprised <laughs> you would have to ask, actually. Let's just scan around the room <laughs> yeah. and look yeah. for the first thing that sticks out to us. Oh, yeah. I guess there's the guy with the three foot head <laughs> fucking Liberty spikes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, um, so I introduced him and whatever. And then he was on, you know. But, um, yeah, because you know, it, didn't, it didn't take more than that. I know. No, it didn't, no. Because he's no. Clint. <laughs> Yeah, they told me but, that Clint was the first person the first year they didn't couldn't get approved for facial tattoos. And the second year they really had to push. Mm-hmm. They loved Clint, but they really had to push for the executives to allow yeah. him to be on because he had, because he had a face tattoo. Face. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah so imagine how crazy pissed they were when tattoo baby came back with a k on her face (laughs) and they had already determined that maddie labelle was the first female they were going to be able to have with a face tattoo Mm -hmm. and so now there was two girls with a face tattoo they were so mad i don't know really (laughs) it ain't like they're running around pissed off but that's what production kept telling us like yeah they're pretty (laughs) mad about it actually goes yeah so so i gotta tell you one time I went to uh, when Clint had a shop in Mansfield. He wanted me to go out there and shoot his shop. And I go out there and I go, dude, where am I staying? I thought I was staying with you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he goes, no, nah, man. He goes, I'm going to have you hook up with, you know, my artist, so and so. No, okay. not Curtis. It was an, another tattoo artist. And after I'm like, okay. And I go, okay, whatever, man. I was going to have a place to stay. So I go and freaking. The house is a disaster, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's people there that I don't know doing all kinds of drugs and stuff like this. Like right? a flop house style or what? Right. And it was it was fucking almost dude, it was almost like a drug house. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, holes I in do the wall know what you mean. and stuff <laughs> like that. And so I go to the and bedroom people on the couch. Yeah, there's people on the couch and and there's like these people, like they built this like makeshift fucking fort out of blankets. And there was like four people like on the side of the couch under this fucking blanket made a fort made of blankets. Yes. Yeah, what the hell is going on? Right. Well, was and so then, on? and so who now knows what they're doing? I was like, I don't so know. I'm asking you, room. you never figured it out. You didn't no, you know, no, I didn't, do look, detective was, work together. And no, hell no. Because, this oh, is I'm what asking happened. some questions. Yeah. So, so well, you just got out of there to sleep. Well, yeah, because I got to the room and all the like, dude, mattress. you didn't want to tell him, hey, I think they're about to have a civil war inside your <laughs> right. drug camp I, there. Dude, I'm waiting, There's I'm some waiting embankments they're camped out. Yeah, I'm waiting for this fucking place to be raided, right? So I fucking <laughs> call Clint. I go, dude, what the fuck, bro? 
I go, where do you have me, blah, blah, blah. And he's fucking laughing. And I'm like, this uh, motherfucker, right? And so right. then I call Billy Jack. I'm like, right. Billy Jack, this is what's going on, bro. I need help, blah, blah, blah. You just get your ass to my house right now. <laughs> and so I had to leave Mansfield to drive to Dallas to freaking go to Billy Jack's. Was that two you and know, a half, three hours or more? Something like that. Yeah. And I'm freaking knocking on Billy Jack's roof. I was like fucking three in the morning, man. And I'm like, this fucking Clint, bro. But was that Clint's house? No, it was, a, it was, uh, uh, I don't want to say the name of the artist, but it was another artist. Like from the <laughs> shop. I go, dude, I go, fucking Clint, bro. I go, you knew this, right? You knew this was going to happen. And he's just kind of laughing and all this stuff. And this why, motherfucker. Why would he? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, just to be Clint, you know what I mean? To fuck with me, fuck around or whatever. Because we were like that with each other. I'm like, all right, motherfucker, I got you next time. <laughs> you had a ghetto ass motherfucker staying at his place, huh? Yeah, I was just like, oh, no, but I mean, you could tell they're all making s'mores in the living room or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, but I was just like, man, this guy. They're like planning a bank heist. On <laughs> but the yeah, no. Yeah, I, 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 one of the last conversations I had with Clint, he called, he called me like at three in the morning, right? And it was like really like a surreal moment because this is way deep into his um, cancer. Cancer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Was he, he cognitive me, like? Or, oh no, I mean, he must have been to call you. Yeah, and he's just like, "Hey, man, it's me." I go, "Hey, bro, what's going on? You okay?" He goes, ah, well, you know, I'm dying. <laughs> He's like, fucker, yeah. I mean, you know, you doing all right, man? He's like, man, I just want to call and tell you I love you. I was like, damn, dude, don't do that to me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's yeah. not the call I, I want. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's not the call I want because that's not Clint. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not, yeah. I'm using him joking around, <laughs> taking stabs at me or whatever. He's like, oh, man, I just want to call and tell you I love you. You've been a good friend. Thank you for always being there and taking pictures of me and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, always getting me in shows and this and that. I'm like, man, I love you too, bro. And blah, blah, blah. You know, but getting that call that late in the night and him not being normal, you know, just kind of freaking that got me. You know what I mean? And I think after that, he passed maybe about um, a month later or something like that. You know, about a month later is when he passed. That was a real and, rough uh, go, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And he, and said, then, he had uh, to see people. He, he had, when, when the way he explained it to me, mm-hmm. and, you know, he can be kind of graphic. Right. I don't know if I'm, I, you know, I'm paraphrasing maybe, so I'm going to do my Kyle version. Right. But he was basically explaining, he's like, dude, I'm shitting all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, the most you suffer such humiliating loss of dignity right when you can't control your um ability to go to the bathroom like that right and you have to rely on people with right. so deeply that mm-hmm. they're, they're, the girl that he was with there at the end it right. just really kept singing her praises about right. what an angel she was and how uh because he couldn't imagine himself I, and it's made me have to imagine it like that too and you're like yeah, right. I can see that if you can't I mean if you just feel like you're a drag on people that's pretty uh-huh. bad oh yeah but if you're the drag and they got to clean up your ex right. you know what I mean then you're like right. wow yeah yeah that sucks 
but when that we went terrible. to uh um you know we went to his services his funeral you know um you know it was rough and then um she's and sandy were out there and they're they're driving back we were driving i flew out there they flew out there and we were they were coming back to oklahoma with me so we're we're gonna drive back you know and uh his brother wanted me and C's to go to his house you know which it wasn't far from where we were i don't know if i've ever met his brother yeah and uh you don't mean curtis though no not curtis okay his brother brother his real brother uh, okay yeah and so uh, we went to his house and like, I'm, we're, I'm just looking at everything because everything that I had from Clint is like, is now like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I cherish everything people give me. Like when people give me artwork and stuff like that, I frame it right. or I put it away. You know what I mean? But you know, everything was just like a, totally a different meaning now, now mm-hmm. that he was gone. You know what I mean? And walking to, into his house is just like, you know, seeing all his stuff. And I'm just like, I, you know, this stuff don't matter no more. You know what I mean? It's just like he's gone. You know what I mean? But it it, it, it don't matter. Mattered. Yeah, you know. And uh, even so his me, floor that he was working on, the, right? You know what I mean? With You're that like, fucking four layers of lacquer, he had the <laughs> right. coolest ass floor. He had yeah. took a bunch of cool comic books. I don't know uh-huh. if they had any value to them, if they're any real, but they were good comic books. They weren't like, you know, so they're nice drawn right. and he opened up all the pages and he cut them and then he laid them out on his floor. Did you ever see this? And then his, he, at his tattoo shop? Yeah. Yeah. And they covered just, him with like lacquer or epoxy. Yeah. Like he also had some in the, in the ceiling also. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, then he found the, the wheels, the lacquer and the wheels on his things. Like they just fucked it up and there's too soft right. and they would sit. He's like, it ruined that whole thing. Freaking it, like, it, in. it was thousands of dollars yeah. in time and effort. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, so his brother took us to his house and, and, um, like C's and I are into watches. Like I love watches. I like wearing watches. Right. Well, Clint was into watches too. And so his brother took us to his house and he's like, Hey, you got, you know, Clint, you know, you get both of you men a lot to Clint, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he let us pick out a watch from, That's from, cool. from his collection, you know, and I still have it to this day, you know, to this day. I, and, uh, uh, is it a swatch? Cause no, it's not an Invicta. <laughs> All right. Uh. But, uh, one of them uh, nice ones. Uh. Yeah. One of the nice ones. And, uh, wouldn't a swatch box be worth some money right now? Remember them, yeah, they would. them vinyl yeah. things that they swatch. I, I, I have get a old sw- and you think back all the stupid shit you lived through pet rocks uh-huh. and swatches. Right. Anyways, moving on. When I went to uh, uh, I had a swatch watch when I was younger. And when I went to Costa Rica, I traded it for like four bottles of freaking brandy or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the nice thing about bringing shit to an island huh? right <laughs> they, they, they need it they like it yeah yeah you go there with a members only jacket you're gonna be <laughs> was it oh, some friends of mine went to jamaica and um they had some jordans and some levi's uh-huh. and it's too hot for either of them i guess so they got some sandals and some things and uh and and some um shorts you know uh-huh. but then they found out that they had some friends that were in the villages and they found like they, they found out that they would be interested in getting those shoes. Like, yeah, I'll give you these Jordans, these pants. And the guy gave him a garbage bag and it was empty. And they thought they were getting ripped off. 
And they were like, okay. oh, fuck. And then they were like, no, dude, you got to give us. They started thinking they were going to have to bow up on him or something. Right. They weren't feeling like they were going to do well doing that, but they had to. Do. And the guy was like, no, no. And he pointed to the bag because there was a huge bag in the corner, like a big, uh-huh. huge, huge bag full of weed. And they, he gave them a garbage <laughs> bag to fill up. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't bring that back, though. No, uh-uh, dude, but they, they had were, a good they, time. <laughs> yes, they said they did just fine. They said that was <laughs> that, that was all the weed they would ever yeah. need. <laughs> but but yeah, when you bring the stuff to the island, I guess it doesn't get out there easy, right? Or it's hard to get. Yeah, fashion. hard hard stuff to get. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, Ernie. I feel like I might have stayed too long. I don't know if I've said too much. I really don't yeah, know if I said anything. Certainly yeah. not not anything of consequence. Thank God. Right. <laughs> Is there anything that you would, uh, what are you looking forward to in the future with your magazine? I mean, obviously there's the round table and all that. Right. And and now there's um, the history corner that you're going to work on for us. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Good. Because um, that way I can be mad at these kids. They're not going to be like, did you read in your fucking carnival? <laughs> you Man, you know, I, you know, you know, right now I just kind of want it to grow. You know what I mean? I want to make right. it happen because I want, you know, because we are in the digital age, right? We're in the yeah, digital yeah. age, you know, so and, this is and like but almost I, archaic. But, right, but but I want it. We to mean we long for this stuff. Am I wrong? Like I like, think I think so. If I go to a tattoo um, shop, that's the thing that's most often missing is right. physical, physical tattoo magazines. Yeah, yeah. Now people, I don't know. Maybe are people not looking at them? But I, yeah, I feel I like now they people are. now people have freaking Netflix playing in the lobby or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Well, but, hopefully they got this podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then, then you can, um, then you can though, uh, have people. Hopefully, people will reach out to you, right? With well, bits you of know, history, then as well, yeah. or or things that they might think would be unique for your right. magazine as well. Because right. it's got to you know, be. It, I it, imagine. It, I I want to feel like, and I don't know. I don't know how people are going to take this or whatever. But I want to feel like like it's relevant and i'm relevant you know what i mean right. you know no, because sometimes you know it's like i don't i i don't want to feel like some I people want to be understood some people want right. to be heard and some people like, want to be seen yeah and i and i want to feel like i still have something to offer you know what i mean like i still have something to offer to the community you know maybe i do maybe i don't i don't know you know what I oh, mean? Oh, is that the is that the venture? How 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 has it been going as a success then? The way you're talking now, it makes me think we're right at that precipice, huh? Well, I mean, you know, I don't, you know, like you, like I said, you know, when we travel, we have our family, right? We have our extended mm-hmm. family, you know, and and you guys always show me love. Marshall always shows me love. Bob always shows me love. You know, stuff like that. You know, and I don't want to say we're we're old school, but you know, we have a lot of younger generation that probably don't, you know, look at what I do the same as what you guys do. Right. No. You know what I mean? It, well, a lot like, of it got replaced. The yeah. same's gone for tattoo shops now. I right. think like it used to be you needed a shop to give you credibility. Right. And now you people feel like they only need a shop to give them a place with electricity. You know? Right. A place to stay, a place to do, do the yeah. work. Then I'm going to yep. move on. 
because there's a lot of people now who just travel. Yeah. You know, well, and there's, there's also those people that are just, they're, they're them social climbers. Right. And they think that the, the grass is always mm-hmm. greener. They're not, mm-hmm. they, they don't understand that maybe in my opinion, oftentimes I should say, mm-hmm. they don't understand that they need to maybe address a different facet of their career right. rather than moving on thinking that the next shop they're at the clientele will turn into the clientele they want. Right. instead of crafting their own clientele i guess mm-hmm. you know yeah. or taking the time to grow their their clientele as a community of people that like this or that as uh-huh. opposed to that they're like well you know i've done everything i can do out here i think i'll move right. on to a new place Right. I, it, and the same thing, I mean, when we've been in it this long, we keep seeing the same thing over and over that they right. do just that. They go to a new place and they typically stagnate, learn, don't learn anything there either. You know, mm-hmm. they, they almost entrench themselves in the poor thought, right. like instead of looking because instead of looking at um, themselves as the problem so that they can have a solution, because uh-huh. really, if, if you're not the problem, you can't find the solution, you know, right. Um, and, and so they look at everything else being the problem. So they move on to the right. next city and they think it's going to be bigger, fatter, whatever. They yeah. still find problems. Right. Cause they were the same problem. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's a spot where magazines kind of, for us, they were everything. They were our lifeblood. We didn't right. know what could be done until mm-hmm. we started to see this stuff coming out from all across the world that where people were trying these things. You know? Right. Right. The, and, and nobody knew the first portrait was being done until it was in a magazine. You know what I mean? Right. They did, but they knew it locally. Right. Then it gets in the magazines. People are like, you're fucking shitting me. You can put pictures of people on your skin now. Right. Like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was a big so, step forward. Yeah. And now so, we got I, you the, know, I want to be relevant in that again. You know what I mean? I want people to feel that again, you know, so I want to put, you know, that artwork that nobody sees or put that person that nobody knows in, in, which means you, know. you have to do a lot of hunting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I see. That's also though, why you love this so much, right? Because you like hunting for that. Oh yeah. That, that's, that's what I always thrive for. Looking for the pony Lawson's stinky yeah. boy. You know, mm-hmm. you call him pig pen. Pig pen, yeah. That's what I think when I call him pig pen, but yeah. I discovered his ass too. <laughs> Which if you don't know, Pete Carino not only does phenomenal work, but he does it with such a speed. Yeah, he, yes. it yeah, is he's truly awe inspiring. When he tattooed me, I'm like, You're done, right? <laughs> that was the fastest, most painful tattoo of my life. Thank you. It was painful. <laughs> He, he was heavy handed. I don't know. How I'm glad there's now. that at least. I yeah. hate to hear that. It, oh, no, he's super quick and it doesn't. Oh, no, no, everybody should hurt. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't taking time to be. He's like, you ain't got, I ain't got time for no feelings. Yeah, he's like, tired. When he, he, he tattooed so freaking intense, he's just staring at it, man, like he's freaking, you know, stabbing somebody. I don't know. He's just so intense when he tattoos and just freaking digging that shit in. <laughs> Ouch. But he's a great, but hey, it comes out great. But then it's done. But yeah. then it's done. That's why I've, great, I've, you know? I've gotten more gentle with my tattoos, mm-hmm. but they do take me a little bit longer to achieve that. And right. so at the end, you know, 
eventually I'm just like, if they're crying too much, I got, I, like I'll yeah. almost speed up without thinking speed up about a little it bit. Yeah. and see that I'm actually hurting them more, but I'm like getting right. further. It's like a balancing act. <laughs> yeah. You know, how much can they take and when? Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I met Pete in Indiana at a show and, you know, Pete and Jamie both in, you know, in Indiana, but yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I remember when Rember first came out, you know what I mean? He's out there in Texas too, isn't he? Yeah. He's in Texas. Yeah. He has a big shop. Yeah. Um, um, Brandon Albus is another guy that came out of Billy Jack's shop. He's freaking amazing, you know. Was, uh, um, we went out to Billy Jack's shop and uh, he had a young kid that had just opened a shop near him that he had trained a tattoo that was really phenomenal. He did like, he was one of the first people to do like those color faces inside of the square and then like some other thing on the other. It's like kind yeah, of abstract. That, I, I believe that's Brandon, Brandon Albus, right? Oh, okay. It yeah, might be. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought his name was like Chase or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you know what? There's a lot of fucking good artists so that came out of Billy Jack's shop. So, so yeah, right. Too, too, too for anything. But you know, so I mean, so hopefully, you know, that's kind of what I want to do. Still, I still, I want, I want to respect the history and the old school artists, but yet at the same time, find the new talent that's out there that deserves the recognition. Think, what have you seen? I mean, I know you like black and gray, right? But have you seen any new art form out there that is, you know, you think is going to be the next thing, like the watercolor was or is even, and uh, the trash polka? Seen <laughs> yeah, anything else out there? No, not right now. You know what I mean? I, uh, um, not the brutal black project that isn't. <laughs> no, I haven't. That's seen not where everybody's going to go. Coming out, no. I, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to say. You know what I mean? I've seen anime come back a little bit. There's a lot of good anime artists out there right now, but right, I mean, people are really you know, liking getting it. Right, and you know, to each their own. I'd never get an anime tattoo. You know what I mean? But to each their own. You know, I mean. Yeah, I don't watch know, it. I, yeah, you know, but uh, you know, as long as the freaking art is good, you know what I mean? Um. But I, I like uh, what are these? What do they call it? Where I've seen one today, and it it'll be like a hyper realistic portrait, but uh -huh. then maybe there's a white outline around that, and there's a cartoon incorporated, almost like a cartoon sticker or just a cartoon right. of like Bart Simpson farting or something. <laughs> I think this one had like a Mickey Mouse hand almost coming right. off of the portrait, like giving oh it a thumbs God. up, like "Hey, what's up? Good." good looking out no. or something. <laughs> and then it's got like pop culture kind of um you know that that's that shading style they used to do in comic books with like that dots oh the stippling yeah well no not not stippling like we see with the gray shade uh -huh. but like straight up dots that would well whatever i've i've yeah. seen something i well, didn't know if you knew the name for it i thought that's uh, what you were gonna say and i'm no. like i don't even know what they call it so yeah good. you know you know it's kind of you know it's new it's coming out that's kind of cool those the those freaking guys that are doing tattoos that look like patches have uh, you seen those yes i got friends that do them really good i yeah, don't and, believe for a second it's going to be over five years until you want that one no, so, I, yeah. so, it's, it's different <laughs> though. It's different. Yeah, they look know. good, but here's 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 I get. It looks cool. It's, it looks cool. Uh, it is a talent. However, right. and if you can get a stay, that is awesome too. However, right. I'll say this: I can make a tattoo 
look way cooler than a fucking patch. Yeah. Why would I make a tattoo look like a patch? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I'm limiting myself here. Right. Uh, right. And it's technically hard. Like you got to pay more for this tattoo that we right. question whether how long it will last. Right. Um, <laughs> it depends on where I you're. I mean, you're in Scandinavia. You'll probably be doing all right. Right. You know, you're up there in Finland or something. But if you're down there in Texas, hmm. Right. <laughs> See how that big white outline does for everything. <laughs> I do need yeah. to wrap this up, brother. All right, bro. You got to get I back to life. I got. I, I imagine those dogs probably got to pee. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate right. you, man. I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for um, everything you've done for us throughout our career because uh, you've been integral, and uh, I've always loved seeing my face in the magazines. So I really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. But, uh, talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Kyle. We'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> Bye. Yep. Bye.